I'm trying to do a radio program. I'm trying to do the Russell Brand show. Yeah. <laughs> radio X. This doesn't sound like a thing that's true. Russell Brand. <laughs> radio X. Hello, podcast. Podcast for sale. Podcast for sale. <laughs> this is a podcast. Maybe you were thinking it weren't one. Well, it is one. Hello, this episode of Desert Island Discs is brought to you by me, Kirsty, leaning against the desk on Channel. It's not Desert Island Discs. You've done that, haven't you? What do you mean? Desert of course I have. Discs. Of course I have. Of course you have. Well, why wouldn't you? It's an accolade to be able to do yeah. that. Yep. Big it's a real accolade. Oh. A real accolade. What songs did you understand? Can't remember. Pretentious ones. Oh, you chose um, Scroobius Pip, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, he's a great, that was great a good guy. one. We love Scroobius Pip. Bublica. <laughs> yeah, Scroobius. We can't do that. Oh, oh, God. Oh, it's all Scroobius. Oh, no. Oh, bloody hell. Oh, no. Oh, no. While I'm in there. Ten. Huh? You get ten songs. Eight. Eight. Yeah, you're on a desert island, mate. You can't have big loads of records. Why would they choose eight? Only because of the production and the time of the show. It's the cycle. The cycle of eight. It's an no. interconnected cycle. It should be ten. It's an intercept. Why? Because we've got ten fingers. There have to be ten records. Why should it be ten? Why? Well, who cares about the? Who, who cares about decimals? Why not eight? A limitless spiral. Why? Have, what's the supremacy of seven, numbers? Seven, surely, are more spiritual days number. Of the week. I don't know. I don't care about things and like sevens, that. Uh, I don't, I don't care about things like that. Well, you do. Do I? Sometimes you go yeah, on about no, right, numerology. Do, do, yeah, do, don't I, don't I? You I used do. to tell me mad stuff. What, like? The, uh, the number 33, if I see it. No, but there was always, he, he was like, if I think of the number 11, I'll see it hundreds of times that day. I tell you go, what. That's because you're thinking about it. No. You're noticing it. No, 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 I could create it to the world. I could manifest reality just through my dreams, you see. If, exactly. Oh, sorry. And we all oh. remember the... Uh, if, if you concentrate on the weather girl and really try and make her make a mistake, she does. I have done that, and I still believe it. <laughs> Let's have a listen to the radio show, and then we'll analyse what happened together, as friends, as brothers, as lovers. Also, let's find girlfriend, girlfriend, girlfriend. Here comes the radio show. Oh, here it comes. Oh, yeah. oh there it was. Minions, with Sky Broadband Super Fast, you could do all your favourite things well. Super fast. super fast. You can stream, swipe, like, play, post, pin, poke, tag, add, tweet, and TikTok. <gasps> speedy. Sky Broadband Super Fast is super speedy and so reliable, we guarantee your speed or money back. It's minion proof. Sky, believe in better. Sky Fiber Air is only speeds vary by location. Average download speed 59 megabits per second. Speed measure to hub must drop below min download speed for three consecutive days. One month subscription refund. Claim up to twice in min term after first fortnight. See sky.com. Russell Brand Radio X. Nobody panic. There's nothing to worry about. Can you hear me okay? Yes, this is Russell Brand on Radio X. We are live. And that was Jimi Hendrix there with traffic <laughs> report. Apparently there's quite a lot of traffic in the middle of the town. It's going to be a fantastic show. With me in the studio is Matt Morgan. Are you all right, Matthew? Yes, very well. You're arranging your bottles, I see. Oh, I like to get things organised. <laughs> Because this is live, you'll be able to see us on Facebook Live. You can see how we are and what makes us tick. Mr. G, Poet Laureate, the show is here. How are you, mate? Good, good, good. So you went on a, uh, what did you go on? Some sort of march yesterday? That Corbyn march in the... Like, Any good? Yeah, pretty good. A lot of folks went down there. A lot of signs. A lot of, um, a lot of righteousness. Uh, That's what we need. But the sunshine made it seem good. Made it seem festive. And yeah. this is what a show this is going to be for all of us, because we are going to decide once and for all, Islam or Christianity, <laughs> what is the one true faith? Yeah. Uh, Go. <laughs> gender politics, is it just made up? <laughs> <laughs> like, we're not going to do that, we're just going to have some fun, aren't we, basically? If you want to hear me talk about important things, well, you should listen to Under the Skin, a podcast I do, where I talk to like Naomi Klein, Frankie Boyle, they're coming here later for to do Under the Skin, that'll be available. But on this show, this is riotous rawness 
silliness and daftness. We're going to have a dream expert coming around, dabbling in our unconscious and subconscious minds. What goes on in there? What does the realm of dreams mean? Can there be a common archetypal language when all of our experiences are different? Like, for example, Matt there went, well, it probably says something like, you know, if you dream about pins a lot, there's something wrong with you. Hmm. But Matt does dream of pins a lot, and we all know why that is, don't we? Because I was uh, abused with a pin. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Very briefly and amusingly. Don't try and make it sound like it was a bad thing. It was a lot of fun. The Matthew Morgan Appreciation Society and I, they're the people that appreciate Matt Morgan, excuse me for burping, are organising an event for you in your honour. You right. coming? I've said that. I said that. I You've already you said I have to go there. Yeah, I know. I will go. I've, I've, this is just radio Since I joined banter. Instagram, I've changed my whole... World view. World view about it. What do you mean? You're vain now. appreciate me. You like it, you're embracing yeah, and the like appreciation. and like you said, I've got 6,000 followers on Instagram, and there's 10,000 people in the Matt Morgan Appreciation Society. So how much do they appreciate me? <laughs> then who is this 4,000 member breakaway group it's that like, Oh no, I can't bother to see his pictures. Oh, he's all right. But it's all on the radio. Take it to ridiculous extremes. Right, well, when is this event happening? August the 12th, so I, I think, isn't it, Jenny? August the 12th? 12th. When's your birthday? 10th or 8th? 10th. Yeah, a couple of days. Well, look at that. I'll be hungover. No, not by then. 48 hours to recover. What are you going to be doing? Crystal meth. Drugs are bad. <laughs> you, you, you'll be right as rain by two Where, days is later. Is it Manchester or something, though, isn't it? No, of course not. It's oh, it's in London. We'll hold it in Kent if you want. It's in honour of Why Matt Morgan. Why am I involved in the organisation Because you would ruin it. This is about you, mate. This is to appreciate you. I would you. like to jump out of a little cake. Not a little cake, a big cake. Big cake. Right, Matt Morgan appreciators. Matt wants to jump out of a big cake. Because then I won't be nervous. I'll be wheeled in. I'll wheel it. I'll wheel it. Me and G will wheel you in on a big cake. And then I'll jump out. And out you'll jump. It's going to be lovely. See, that's something to look forward to. Check this out. (laughs) This is to us a lot. Hello, Russell and G. Russell and Matt, I would like to tell you says Michelle, that you have permeated my unconscious mind. We will do that. That's one of our intentions. A lot of time when I'm on the road doing rebirth, my tour, people come up to me and they say, you've permeated my mind. I said, you'll have to talk to my solicitor, dear. (laughs) That's not my problem. No, they say, guess what they say? Now, this you will find hard to believe and possibly staggering, that we've helped them, that we've brought them joy. Oh, yeah. All the messages, a load of messages on Instagram. It's got me through some tough times. It's the mentally say. ill. The mentally ill love us, and we are them. So let's be honest. Like, yeah, but Matt, you've had mental illness. I've had mental illness. You've got oh, mental illness if you're G. Seem a bit down. out right now. <laughs> <laughs> He's just slap bang in the middle of a bit of it. <laughs> He's riding it out right now. So, like, uh, if you are a little bit mentally ill, hello. How's it going? Everyone is. Everyone's a bit mentally should, ill. They should t- change the terminology. Let's change it. What to? Normal. Normal. New normal. Mad normal? is the new normal. Are you abnormal? Have you never felt anxious Any or feelings? depressed? <laughs> Are you not bothered that we're in infinite, <laughs> limitless space and we're mortal and definitely going to die? That doesn't trouble you at all. And that we're living in erroneous, bogus systems set up for an elite? That doesn't bother you? Well, possibly you are abnormal in the in-brain men saying... <laughs> I was right to tell you, you've permeated my unconscious mind in my dream... In dream form last night, it was very vivid. Hello. In my dream, both you and Matthew were in my kitchen and needed a wee and refused to use the bathroom. Well, that just could be a biography. That's just a memory. Memory times. Instead, you insisted on weeing into an empty paint pot in the middle of the kitchen. Russell wouldn't stop and it all became a bit chaotic. The pot overfloweth, or as our Lord Jesus says, my cup overflow. When the emotion becomes too powerful, the abundance too great, the euphoria and the presence of greatness. Sorry. sorry. You're weeing in a kitchen in this story. Yeah, (laughs) I know, but it just didn't know that. I I thought so, but I I thought there might be a way that I could make myself messianic while weeing in the paint pot. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The pot overflowed and somehow flooded my whole flat. Hmm. 
Hmm. Drench the neighbours downstairs. I was cross at your antics. I had a look online to see what it all means, and it was a bit vague. Well, it will be, wouldn't it? What do you expect? Very specific. Russell Brand wheezing in a paper. pot in kitchen <laughs> dream. You've got athlete's foot. <laughs> uh, so my question is to you. Do you believe that our dreams are profound and can be interpreted and are our subconscious minds playing out our deepest fears or desires? Uh, not that two men flooding my kitchen in urine is either of those. Or are these simply the ramblings of a mad woman, lots of love, Michelle? Well, I think that the language of the unconscious mind is, I think, it's got to be tethered to something. There's got to be some meaning. Some of it, they say, is residue of the day. Like, if you dream about someone you've seen. Yeah, memory is part of, like, memory saving. But given that your entire reality is taking place within your own consciousness, there's bound to be a disjunct between the literal meaning applied to objects in the world and your own interpretation of objects. Say, for example, if I was regularly kicked up the bum by a bloke in a Hawaiian shirt when I was a nine-year-old boy, but Matt had an uncle with a Hawaiian shirt who always gave him lollipops. In a nice way. In a nice way. Then if I dream of a Hawaiian shirt, it's going to have a different meaning to when Matt dreams of Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, exactly. So That's why I'm saying it. To be a dream expert, I mean, you can be, but the, those dream books, right, where it used to say, you look it up, it was like coins. Oh, coins means you need to talk to your mother. Like <laughs> what about what, what about generic dreams? Like people say, well, like flying, like flying yeah, or falling, flying, teeth falling, yeah, or teeth falling. There out. are generic dreams. That's the thing, and there are certain arch archetypal signs. Now, Freud's work in Totem and Taboo suggests that the fact that there are certain rules that occur throughout societies means that there are expressions yeah. of the psyche that are shared. Well, like yeah, like if marriage occurs in every society, incest is taboo in every society, which has ruined more than one of my Christmas. I tell you. <laughs> so, so there are certain rules. If you want to watch us on Facebook Live, why don't you? You'll see me now. I've got lovely brass buttons on my shoulder. Hello, sailor. <laughs> oh, two whiffs of that and you're greedy. We watched the <laughs> Kenneth, <laughs> Kenneth Williams biography earlier in the week on iPlayer, the brilliant Martin Sheen, bringing Kenneth Williams back to life. I said, if I have some more children, I want to call one of them Kenneth. My girlfriend says no. Kenneth? Kenneth, the baby. Baby Kenneth. Aww. Kenny, little Kenny. Little Ken. Yeah. And I go, so think of it. And she goes, I don't like it. I goes, well, if, think of it as Japanese. And she goes, I, st I still... Or Ken. Yeah, like it could Ken be Japanese. Ken tour or whatever Like Ken Holmes Walk. Like Ken Holmes Walk if you want, but like Ken as in it's a bit of a Japanese sounding I word. I don't mind. I think that's, that's... Yeah, that's an all right name. Kenneth. I like it. Anyway, so we were... Kenneth so Brand. Oh, he's going to be all right, mummy's boy, isn't he? Kenneth <laughs> I'm not going to school, <laughs> mummy. <laughs> the bigger boys threw a conqueror at my back of my knees. Um... Well, I was down by the river the other day on this a barge holiday. A blues song. <laughs> I was down by the river. Da, 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 but everything was disappointed. Da, 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 da. Weather forecast said it was going to be quite nice. Da, 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 da. And yet it was overcast. Da, 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 da. Plus, there's that whole slavery thing we had to deal with. That's not me. That was a more conventional blues song I strayed into. Now, uh, I was down by the river having had a barge holiday with a missus. That's the kind of glamorous lifestyle I live. And there was one bit where we was out. We was outside having a bit of a picnic off the edge of the barge. Now, my lovely dog Bear pursued a monk jack deer. A monk jack is a small pig-like deer, and um, some would say it's a sweetheart of the woods. Now, this was only a baby one, and Bear was chasing it in what I can only describe as a confined area. Little circuits of chasing, and I was thinking, this is wrong, this is wrong, on one level, on a human moral level, but on an animal level, there's no such thing as those Manichean or Manichean notions of good and evil, therefore there ain't no right or wrong. So I was thinking about that, and I was also thinking, Bear won't ever catch that deer, it's travelling too fast. But then the deer did wedge itself... <coughs> down a fence, you see, and uh, it was trapped there for a moment, screaming. <laughs> he pursued it hotly, and I had to go and intervene, like a referee, like a referee in life, yeah. doing a citizen's arrest. Like, no! Anyway. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. I like to damn vodka when I think about an animal suffering. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> oh, 
This is great radio. <laughs> Where's my false teeth? Oh, God, I'm going, darling. That's it. Oh, you can keep me medals. <laughs> <laughs> They're on my shoulder. Watch me on Facebook Live. Stop saying that. Why? Just because you're watching yourself on Facebook Live. That is why. I've got to look you away from This it. is good. I'm not uh, Watch me on Facebook Live. I know, because I'd like to think of everyone else doing it as well, with That's me. It's the worst thing for me. Yeah, well, I can see why it would be. You look awful. Every so often when you talk, it cuts to you. And I'll tell you what, that's one of the worst bits of the programme. Anyway, so, like, Bear trapped it down the side of this thing. When are you going to look after your dog properly? What do you mean? Why do you keep, and everyone else keeps saying that? We stayed at a hotel, and they said, don't let the dog run around in the garden. You're like, oh, he's all right. And I said, no, there literally were gardeners hiding. There's a gardener hiding in his little gardener truck thing, whatever that thing was. I saw him run to it. Wouldn't control your dog. You're like, You're... he's all right. <laughs> that, this keeps happening to me every day. Now, everyone else, leave me and my dog alone to do what, <laughs> what we you want. you don't realise this. He looks terrifying. Yeah. He's a huge Alsatian mm. and he bounds up on people. He done it and yesterday. if they don't know him... He bounded up on a lady yesterday and went, your dog should be on the lead. I went, thank you for your insights. <laughs> you you think you're the wrong party, don't I you? I do think I'm the wrong party, because I think actually... Your dog ate my baby! <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't have such delicious babies. <laughs> <laughs> because I think this, my friend Matthew Morgan, that actually, unconsciously, people are saying, control the animal within your nature. No, control the they are! They are! They are! They are! They're saying, control no. the shadow I remember itself. when he was picking his nose and eating it <laughs> at a hotel breakfast. I wasn't eating it, was I? Well. I was picking it, I remember. He was picking his nose, and a man went, do you mind picking your nose while I'm having my breakfast? <laughs> and he said, do you mind eating your breakfast while I'm picking my nose? <laughs> and I said to him, that man was in the right, that's disgusting. <laughs> and he goes, no, people, man, the thing is, society wants to control you. That man doesn't even care about me picking my nose, he just wants to control people. It's like, no, it's disgusting, it was annoying me. No, mate, that's control. Society's got you in its grip. <laughs> <laughs> Going your nose. <laughs> <laughs> Only being sick because society's taught him to. Look at it, poor fool. He's completely in the grips of the damn stuff. Doesn't yeah, he? Doesn't quick, eat a bit of my bokeh. Break the cycle. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way to freedom. It's like the blue pill in the Matrix. A little snippet of bogey and you'll unravel the whole control centre. Come on. Well, yeah, someone was yesterday telling me, put your dog on a lead. I was saying... Why don't you think, oh, I should probably put my dog on a lead because yeah. 12 people a day tell me to. <laughs> How many disciples did Jesus have, mate? 12, wasn't it? Exactly. Won it, won it. So, uh, well, the monk jack got wedged down the side of this thing. Now, earlier in the day, down by the... This There's a monk jack. Because that sounds the sort of thing you've Googled after to thought, what was that weird animal that Bear killed? <laughs> <laughs> Funny little deer it was, two legs, two arms, pair of spectacles, <laughs> complaining in things that sounded like language that it was ravaged. It's, it's cry sounded exactly like this. Put it on a lead! Put it on a lead! <laughs> very rare creature, very rare. <clears throat> now, I know about monk jacks because I live in the country, don't I? Yeah, so I know the different names of things. Okay. Monk jacks, trees, all the different types of things that you might get in a countryside. So, uh... Anyway, earlier, the man who was in charge of the boats near down by that bit where we had the picnic, his name was Kenneth, and I said to him, he was a South African man, never easy a South African, is it? No offence if you are South African, it's just your voices. Sounds like an engine. Because that's what I say to him. And like, so this Kenneth, I goes to him, uh, I like you, mate, and I like your name Kenneth. In fact, if I had another baby, excuse me, burping, I didn't burp then, that was just now. Excuse me, I said, mate, 
I'd call that baby Kenneth. I goes, my girlfriend here, she don't like the name Kenneth. And she went, oh, no, but it, it suits you, Kenneth. <laughs> <laughs> right? Then later on, Monk Jack had got wedged down that side. Oh, boy, are you? What do you mean, why? Strutting around. Yeah, mate, <laughs> I like your name. If I had another baby, I'd call it Kenneth. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks your name's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> says that to someone? <laughs> it was wrong, wasn't it, mate? I left her in the lurch, oh, didn't I? Yeah. Then old Monk Jack got wedged down the side of that fence over behind a bush. I went over there to rescue Monk Jack, screaming it was. Laura goes, tie up the dog before you go rescue Monk Jack. And I begrudgingly did so, because I knew that what she meant deep down was control the animal within. <laughs> Keep the shadow self under control instead of letting it be free like the Lord intended. So anyway, I tied it up, but I tied up the bear dog too close to the water anyway. Well, adjacent, immediately adjacent. Anyway, I walked off. Now Laura goes... The dog's in the water, but I say she didn't modulate her voice correctly. As I told her later when we were doing the debrief, I said, I need to hear Russell, I need to hear help, and I need a recognisable change in pitch. Like, she just went, the dog's in the water, the dog's in the water. And so he was tied by his neck and hanging into the water. That's right, except Off the side <coughs> of the barge? Uh, off the side of the bank of the river next to the barge so in that terrifying gap between Ooh. barge and river oh. he hung and also was mate, he hanging like <laughs> alright that doing an impression of an asphyxiated dog with such relish I know you you're always trying to bring dogs down aren't you when that one got executed when you were a boy you celebrated <laughs> well he bit me yeah but nonetheless I say What's executed you're making it sound like an eye for an eye makes the whole world blind yeah I thought that's what Gandhi said. I thought I bet you all over Story. Well, anyway, um, so I've gone over there to help the monk jack out because he was screeching, screaming, making these terrible cries while it was wedged down the side of it. And it didn't look right. To see a monk jack wedged between a fence and a house, it was a horrible visual anomaly, a disruption of the norm. Yeah. Oh, I hate that, as you know. So like, I was over there about to rescue that. Then Laura, the dog's in the water, the dog's in the water. So I thought, oh, Laura's always saying something's in the water or something's wrong. This will just be one of those things. No need for alarm. Then she said it again in a way that sounded somewhat like there was a vocal escalation. So I went back there. Laura jumped in the water. She was up wow, to her neck in the water. Brave, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Impressive. Where's the baby? Sadly, that was... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the baby's, on the, the baby's in, the, uh, in the barge sleeping. and uh, like, She's holding the dog, cradling it. Looked like, you know when you see like, a film where someone gets baptised? holding a, a dog. No, luckily she can just about get her feet to the floor. She's holding the right. dog, but he's all trussed up like a Christmas turkey. His legs all bound up in lead. His head was under the water because he fell and then tangled in flight. So mm. he's all trussed up like a bunch of turkey legs tied up in twine. No. If you can imagine that. Turkey legs all tied up in twine, the flesh bulging out. You see? Totally see imagine it? I can see it. Right. So his head was under the water. She hoid his head it, but he's all harnessed up and then he's tied up in the ropes of the thing and Anakin. the thing. He calmed down. He 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 he, he surrendered. He, he resigned himself to He that. resigned himself. You know, like sort of how like if you're struggling and thrashing around, there'd be a bit like, No, I'm not giving into it. Then there might be a bit like sort of like a Morrissey vocal where you might go, Oh what a good life. It's been a fine innings for me. Like you just surrendered like in a while. And he was she was holding like that, and she goes, uh, I tried to get that bloke to help us, the bloke he was going past in his boat, Kenneth. but I went, Kenneth, Kenneth! And he just looked like, oh, now you like my name. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, the dog survived. Okay, now that story... Ah, I went back to rescue it with the old tip of my boot, and uh, it already escaped to justice. So everyone was all right. The, the punchline of the story is, everybody was all right. Now, that story was brought to you by a wise old gent that I met in a cave once. His name was St Francis of Advert, and he's put together <laughs> these little, little thoughts for you to mull over on your way to work. Radio Future generations will scarce believe that one such as he walks in flesh and blood. Said Einstein of Gandhi. 
but could he have been talking about me? No. So, well, I went alive then. But, yeah, I went to a building that Einstein was in recently, and I really felt this vibe. I really felt it. I really felt it. Yeah. I'd like to say this to all of you from Genesis Gym that are doing your belt gradings today. To all my homies, I said homies, that are doing your belt gradings, I'm with you, and I'm tipping a 40 to the curb in your honour. Right now. Oh, that's such a oh, <coughs> word salad. Genesis Gym, I thought it was a person. Genesis Gym. It was you that created humankind that day. <laughs> Genesis Gym. The gyms of Genesis, where oh. I do my kickity boxing and jujitsu. Yeah. And why everyone's having their grading today. Sadly, I wasn't deemed ready to do Blue Belt, which I is... I think they probably did it on a Sunday for that reason. Do you think so, Matt? That's a show on a Sunday, so if we do it on Sunday... You can't come. His feelings <laughs> won't be hurt. <laughs> you are probably right. They do it down High Wycombe Gin. That's where I done my gym. That's where I done my white belt. Oh, that was a great day. It was, some said it was poetry. Your white belt. You get given that when you join. Not me, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I have to do a rigorous. My costume was flapping open for a month. <laughs> <laughs> Very embarrassing it was on some days. <laughs> How about this for a move, baby? I call it the Winky Woo. You really have to do a white belt grading. Yeah, and it was quite hard. I had to do it with these little lads. It was in a gym in a public place witnessed. Ten. Ten years old. High Wycombe gym. Yeah, so particularly, Dean and Kane. Good luck, lads. Good luck Dean on your green belts. You're making this up. Dean and Kane. Yeah, I've got plenty of mates. Plenty of mates in the kung fu business. Known the uh, kickity boxing business. Taught by Paul Busby down there. I could have been there. I could have been there, of course, doing my blue belt. But sadly, I prioritised this radio show. And I think you'll be pretty glad I did. When you hear what's coming up and when you heard what just went down, what a brilliant opening link it was. Some are saying it's one of the great links in history. <laughs> so, um, we've to be talking about dreams, dream analysis, and, dr and we've got a dream expert. What's his name again? Nipsey Hitler. What's his name? Where's that guy gone? I <laughs> know. Oh, <laughs> Anthony Adolf. No. Anthony Adolf, no, and he's a genealogist. Oh my God, he's a, he works in genealogy. Now that's Anthony Adolf. Oh, he's, sorry, that's who's not the first? Dream expert. Ian Wallace. Ian Wallace. He's going to be coming on. He's he's a he's a dream expert, dream lover. Where are you? Do dum dum dum. Every dream is an invitation to fulfil all your dreams. Perhaps <clears> it's time to RSVP. That's what Ian says, and we're going to be talking to him. We've had some tweets on the subject of dreams. Russ Matt G says uh, Laura Ma from Derby. I had a saucy dream about Matt a few weeks ago. I don't think it was particularly profound but maybe it means i've got a latent fear of co-hosts well i don't know about that dear it's not it's it saucy, a saucy or one. fearful she said saucy matt and that sauce pot fear. thing that you said about going into nando's that's gripped the nation like well, people also, are going yeah. into not i'm an every man i always tell you this stop saying you're an every man you're not an every man you're unusual you're a drunk you're a layabout you're an unfit mother <laughs> <laughs> We've, uh, I so, am actually an unfit father oh yeah what do you do now did something terrible in the week tell me about it and I'll no not terrible it, i know about stuff like this but, oh, um, oh we've got someone on the line. I'll tell well, you in a minute. I'd, I'm, you know what? Put a pin in that, and I don't mean that in a cruel way, in a pin-pin way, just one pin, because on the phone, we've got a man that's going to help me understand why I'm like this. Now, some would say that's a job for a psychiatrist and a psychologist, but no, there could be deep historical reasons. Once in a film I saw called Armistice... The actor Jaiman Huntsu goes, I ain't afraid when I'm in your court. He was being judged of something. He'd just escaped off a slave ship. Because when I stand here today, I stand on the shoulders of all my ancestors. They had to live and die that I could be here today. And that's how old Russ feels when he introduces Anthony Adolf, the genealogist. Are you there, Anthony? I am. I am, Russell. I'm listening to everything you've, you're saying, yes. You've got quite an aggressive voice, mate. Some of, some people in the studio, they, they visibly shook when you spoke because sorry, of... No, I, was just trying, I just tried to prove I was awake, that's all. <laughs> well, you've, it's more than proven. You're travelling between dimensions as well as back and forwards between... in, in oh, town. Good, OK, well, I'll, I'll, speak, I'll speak more softly then. Oh, that's quite nice. That that's mellifluous. That's lovely. Oh, good. Adult, OK, we don't want to... Anthony Adolf. Anthony... 
darling. What, like, tell us uh, about what a genealogist is for a kickoff. Do you work on that show? Who the heck in hell do you think your bloody well was? Do you work on that? I actually, it was my idea in the first place. No, place, you can right, see that. You must be loaded. It's a brilliant idea. No, no, no. Hasn't I didn't got format rights. End up making it Did you not get format I, rights? I was, You'll have seen me, if you watch the series, you'll have seen Gary Lineker's episode. I, I did that one, and I, I was telling Gary Lineker who, who, he, who he was, or who his ancestors were. I'll tell you who Gary Lineker was. He was poaching goals that Peter Beardsley set up. I could have told you that in ten minutes flat. <laughs> <laughs> that was right, and then I discovered, we discovered he was descended from a poacher, and we had a great fun with that. Ooh, so oh, my God. That's brilliant. You haven't been on it yet, have you? I like that you used the word yet, mate, because I've always been yeah, fascinated well, I, I, by me I'm and sure what might have happened I'm, before me. I'm sure you're in the, in the, in the running for it, so, so, so? I mean, Could it be? forward to that. So anyway, um, in the meantime, no, you've got to rely on your own, on your own information, haven't you, and um, what, yeah. what you know about your family. I gather you're pretty sort of solid East End family, aren't you? That's right, we're gangsters and we're quite tough, as you can tell from my whole yeah. presenting style. Of so, course, like, I did get some uh, work done, and it was uh, like, uh, like for uh, my family. Actually, I got someone from one of your uh, outfits to have a dig around in the old cupboard that we call the past, and they found out that we'd been murking about in those <coughs> slums. You know, like where they've, they were colour coded slums around the East End. There was blue ones and black ones and all that. And basically, everyone's job That's was right. a bottle washer or a cobbler. But if Danny Dyer can have an aristocrat, I want one. So, is there one? Yes. Well, yeah, who, who could say? Who could possibly say? Um, and I think you've got it, you've got it, because, okay, so you're, those colour-coded stuff, yeah, in the 19th century, they sort of went through all the streets of London and, and, and actually did colour-code them according to how rich or poor they were. And then the very bottom they described as sort of uh, very, very poor and semi-vicious, I think they described <laughs> Semi-vicious? I think people have quite a lot of fun now finding that their ancestors came from those poorest parts. And, of course, those poorest parts are now the sort of million-pound houses in, in Hoxton and Shoreditch and everything, so... Still semi-vicious, though. So, yeah, so, well, I, I imagine you are, but uh, anyway, so the thing is, so, so I think you're, from what I briefly read yeah, um, about, about your ancestry, I think you've got quite a lot of good, solid East End ancestry there. Um, and then you've got that interesting family story, haven't you, about the, uh, the Italian sculptor? Apparently he diddled a scullery maid, and uh, as a result of that, that, that gave us our swarth. We brands have always well, loved our swarth. What I was interested in is, is that, is that something you know as a fact? Is it a family story, which, which you've never proved? Or is it something which you know is absolutely, you know, absolutely true? I think, with, like with most of the things I say, the veracity is dubious, sir. It could yeah. have... <laughs> I mean, I think, it, yeah, no, it's a, it's a family it's anecdote. It's just really interesting, because when people come to me, almost almost always they've got a family story. It might be that they've got some royal ancestry, or they've got some, I don't know, some gypsy ancestry. Oh, yeah, I'd love a gypsy. Or, or, or some people like to have J Jewish ancestry. It's very yeah. popular. People really, really want to have Jewish ancestry. And um, and, and your one's interesting, because I think you've got you've got that sort of slightly Mediterranean look. You've got Thank a bit you. of dark skin. You, mm. and, and, and it's interesting that families, if they don't actually know where that comes from, if they don't know the specific source, then they do come up with quite interesting interesting stories, and hmm. the stories can be Liars. quite fanciful, and in your case, an Italian sculptress. No, so, so I was just wondering how, you know, how, that, how that came about. But it's interesting that when, when you then investigate the family in detail, you might sometimes find actually some evidence that this family story is 100% true. I see. So there will sometimes the be hand, a material find... signifier, and then the realm of the imagination takes over. Hey, Adolf, Anthony, yes. uh, Ad 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 Adolf, excuse me, could you tell me, could you tell me, have you got, because no one would call anyone Adolf, buddy, Adolf, for Christ's sake, like, would, uh, like, well, 
Would they? Listen, so can I, if I could actually tell you, the reason why I'm a genealogist is when I was at school, yes. everyone said, your surname is Adolf. Are you related to Adolf Hitler? And, you to go, and well, at, at the age of six, <laughs> you don't know the answer to that question. Oh. So I became a genealogist because I thought... Oh. I need to That's a brilliant backstory. Oh. You fall your way back things. into the past to come out all blazing. That's brilliant. What yeah, a lovely yeah, story. Got, you have to. You have to. If you've got a, a ludicrous surname, you have to try and find out why you've got it. Um, mm. and so, why did so you have it? another reason why. why. Because my family was related to German. <laughs> no, no, we weren't related to Hitler at all. But, uh, thank goodness. But, um, yeah, he's um, a rotter. But, I mean, some people find they are in heaven. Do you imagine that? You know, um, why? Because he had that um, sister um, called Peggy or Pauline or something daft, didn't he? Paula. Well, Paula I mean, Hitler. Uh, I mean, I did. I had. I was interpreting some DNA results for a yes. client recently, yeah. and I found on his father's side he had these sort of interesting matches with sort of quite Omar Sharif sort of thing, quite Ooh, interesting. Come on. Like and then on his mother's side, I thought, oh God, he, he actually was in the same Hapka group as, as Hitler. And I thought this is awful. I, I didn't even want to tell him. Mm, that that must have been an awkward date said. between Omar Sharif's just, family of Muslims I, and the Hitler's relatives. I, so, I didn't even, I, where will I you be spending this Eid? <laughs> I didn't even tell him. Like that. Well. I just thought it's too horrible. It's a horrible thing. So I left that out. So, um, um, in your case, of course, have you ever had a DNA test? Actually, because you could have your other people have had to have them on my behalf. <laughs> 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 no, okay, I've we'll not. But I might like one. one. I, I think I would one. like one. I love one. Let's get our DNA done. You, we always say we this. We say this. We never do anything. <laughs> we never follow anything up. I don't your know why fault. I come here. Yeah, we you never answer them. We've not been to Amsterdam, we've not had our DNA love, done. I'd love to know my genetic uh, heritage. Well, I think it's pretty clear that you're some sort of terrible, stinking wretch. Well, listen, your name's Brand, which is German. No, how dare you! Brand! Brand! We Brand! <laughs> well, the Germans are all right, aren't they? Are they? No. Well, I'd say yes, so. They are. Anyway, the thing is, the thing is, you, both of you, uh, if, you're, if you're listening... He's um, Morgan, you, we are listening. You can have DNA, you can have DNA ethnicity tests with, with uh, all sorts of different companies offering DNA ethnicity tests. And they, and they mm. do it in a reasonably unscientific way, I have to say. But it, it, what do you mean by reasonably unscientific? Tell me what they do. Just splodge they, out a lump of find, blood. They no? find the nearest matches. They well, find the okay. nearest matches and then draw conclusions from that. So they don't actually go into your ancestry. And no, we want, we want specific. Like no, I'd like to know sort of... But they do find matches. So, so the point was, with your story about an Italian, you could find whether you had a percentage of Italian genes. That's mm. the point. And you could yeah. find out if you had a percentage of German genes. And that's quite interesting as a way of pointing in the right direction for, for then researching your family history back on paper. Because oh, it tells you in advance what sort of which countries you're likely to come from. So, so all these people who have got stories, oh, we've got a bit of Jewish, we've got a bit of Russian, we've got a bit of whatever, you can actually now have a quite, a quite a good DNA test, which will then give you a rough idea as to whether your story is true or not. And in some cases, it can completely sweep you off your feet. You might think you're you know, mostly East End, um, British East End with a, with a bit of Italian, you might have a DNA test and find you're entirely Eskimo or something. You know, oh, you, you, you do that. get these extraordinary surprises that come along, yeah. um, both in DNA testing and also in, in what I, in the main thing I do, which is genealogy on paper. Have you ever found anything, uh, Anthony, have you ever been poking about in the past, having a good snoop, and you found something totally disgusting? <laughs> Well, you find, yeah, I mean, you find, you, you find quite unpleasant cases of sort of maybe uh, fathers uh, having sex with their children and things like that. Oh, it's, bloody it's, hell, it's, mate! Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you find quite nasty. Yes, you do find, of course, you inve you're investigating... Have you found anything that's disgusting going. but a bit lighter? <laughs> <laughs> well, in bigamy, bigamy comes up quite yes. a lot. Yes, bigamy, that's, that's I mean, harmless fun. Yeah, 
big of his harvest fund, and, and uh, you find that quite a lot because, of course, it was almost impossible for people to get divorced in the old days. So, so if you if you really just didn't like the person you were married to, and go and marry you, someone you else, put murder, it out your mind. You weren't going to murder them then. And, and it won't, just last week, actually, I found. A Andy, you've got a very cavalier attitude. <laughs> this <laughs> genealogy <laughs> career of yours has given you a very cavalier attitude to the crimes and misdemeanors of humans. Do you think that's because you see well, there's a continuum of flow, and it's given you an yeah. idea of like nothing's that important? It's because you see it all the time, and I mm. suppose actually you don't You're like a cop. You're a time cop. Yes, you do. Yes, 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 absolutely. Now, as, as I was going to finish my sentence, the, the, the couple no. I found last <laughs> Go on, sir, and be silly. The man was a bigamist, and then I found that his wife had also gone off and married someone else. So they were having perfectly happy lives, but they were just still married to each other. In a way, they I were said, perfect for each other, you, ironically. You become... You certainly see that in the past, ancestors weren't these great noble heroes that they some people might think. They were dirty pigs like us. Just like you, Russell. Heaven like you. Oi, <laughs> you. It's a bit of a cheek for someone who's descended from Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> the point is, you see, the, you see these people for who they really are and you find out what they were up to and what they were trying to keep quiet about. Oh, I don't know. Couple, you know, a couple might get married and they're both, say, they're 21 or one of them's actually 60 and the other one's 33 or something like that. You see all these sort of funny things. I love on. this. And you see... You see people um, being born less than nine months after their parents got Crafty, cheeky. Families. You know, these respectable families, mm. indeed one family I very closely related to. I mean, you knew, if you knew the people, you'd think they'd never have done anything wrong. Well, of course, you look at the records and then you find that he was born six months after his parents got married. So you think, OK, so they're actually perfectly normal people. And then, then they were just sort of putting on this veneer of respectability. So Anthony yes, Adolf, you've given us a window through time. Right. You have shown us the truth that exists. You've shown us the perennial continuum that is human history. And you've also suggested to us that, well, uh, we've not really heard enough about what Matt Morgan might have come from, but it's pretty clear there's a lot of Welsh going on, if there's a Morgan. And if you were to smell him, oh, yes. you would, I think, almost certainly think people that sleep outside have played their part. Very true at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right, I was being unfair. Uh, Anthony, thank you very much for providing us with that aperture into the endless, limitless spiral of human history, although it is limited, I suppose, in some way. But nonetheless... Thank well, no, you. No, it's not. No, it goes on absolutely to the end. Of the well, I can imagine. I wrote, I wrote a book about that. It goes right back to the beginning of the world. You're so beautiful. Thanks for coming on our radio show. Test our blood. <laughs> test our <Thank> blood. <laughs> test our blood. <laughs> will you test it? He's gone. You can have it. I can sort it out for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. please do. Yeah, when will you? Come yeah. in next week and test our blood. And then we can have a competition. All you have to do is pop in the lavatory after... No, I'm more diverse than you. I'm much more diverse than you are. the East End. How dare you? slum. How dare you say that about my ancestors? We was kids in We never. We don't do much Shelley. All right, Adolf Anthony. We would like to bring you in next week to have a poke around in our blood, if you don't mind. All right, then. Thank you. All right, thank you, mate. Uh, Matthews usually leads a little blob somewhere in the levatrine. <laughs> oh, sorry. I liked it. All right, bye-bye. That's Anthony Adolf there. What he don't know about human history ain't worth knowing, is it? Is it? Yes. You have to call him Adolf Anthony. So what? I was being nice. Oh, you really showed me up in I front of... I didn't, actually. No, you didn't. You did quite well there for But once. listen, names, I've said this to you before. Go Russell on. means red. Yep. Right? Brand means fire. Red fire. German. Oh, yeah. Matthew... Means gift from God. No, it does it not. Does. It does. It's not real. Look at the other Matthew next Organ year. Green means sea bright. Oh, the bright Ugh. the sun shimmering on Sounds the like sea. Sounds like a toilet cleaner. <laughs> sea bright. How dare you? From Smith Claxon Klein. <laughs> Get your sea bright all nice. Get some awkward stool anyway, close to the edge of the bowl. I'm water sea bright. and you're fire. Oh, and that's why it works so bad. And geez, steam. <laughs> He's steaming over there. He's sat there quietly suffering from mental illness. He's been no trouble.
trouble at all. All right, well, that was good. I'd like to get my blood tested. I'd like to know. I think we'd all like to know what's gone on. Yes. I think Sue and Bob, your yeah. parents, they're concealing a deep, deep, disgusting like mystery. Egyptian or something. No, you ain't having Egyptian, mate. No way. No way are you having Egyptian. You can be someone that didn't have a proper country. <laughs> Them lot. Who's that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Before the sovereign state, what went on? Okay. Now, as long as time's existed, human beings have had to make a few, Bob. And that's why we're providing you now with a window into a thing called advert. And that's what keeps this world together, done it? Radio X. Russell Brand. Royal Blood, which is a genealogist has just proved exactly what I've got. Because we've had a little look at was it. Was that a choice? Who made that choice? That, was, that wasn't that was a choice. Brilliant. Unconscious. The unconscious mind is motivating us in ways we can... Subconscious, unconscious. Who knows what all the different consciousness is? Do you think there's direct lines? Direct lines between all the unconsciences and the different levels of the mind of course not but that was royal blood anyway would you like to hear the story that i started before oh, no, i, I realised that adolf was, was on the line what, come what, on well it's okay so before adolf came on the line and told us about our genes it's a bad father hmm oh, yeah, yeah what yeah. happened i said i was a bad father oh yeah come on let's Keep hear up, man. i know i'm listening all what right happened? what happened hold on where my tablets you don't call me in nan after what just happened to your phone i, I tried to take a photo of us a selfie of us both Oh, it's terrible. Ages. I've done that thing. You know, like, when my nan and granddad used to have phones, right? right. They'd go, right, hang on. And, and then they'd go and get their glasses to put their glasses on. And they'd go and for their a hole and then they'd case. go, right. Okay. And there's that little hanky that's in the glasses case. Oh, no, I've got my little hanky with serrated But, like, edges. to use a phone was like, oh, come on, use it. And I've started to be like that. You have, mate. Because Instagram, everything else I'm swift with. You just now went, I don't trust that Instagram. I don't take my photos straight on it. Otherwise, it could get stolen by Bill yeah, Gates. because you press a button and then suddenly you're, like, filming yourself and you're probably broadcasting it. You might be on the toilet or something. That's right, you might be. You should be, sir. My man's sister wouldn't get changed in front of the television if there was a man on it. <laughs> <laughs> Auntie Iris. Oh, I'm not changing in front of that. Oh, blimey. Oh, Peter Sissons, take your eyes off my back stairs. Oh, no, I won't have that. Auntie Iris. <laughs> Auntie Iris, my nan's sister. Anyway, <laughs> my son, so talking of dreams, right? Auntie Iris. Yeah, yeah go on, we're talking about dreams. Went to, my son was awake. Yeah, I don't think he'd actually had a knock. Okay. He hadn't even been to sleep yet. Come in, yeah. Coco. And uh, I went in there and he goes, I'm just, I've been thinking about scary things. Right, and so I said, oh, come on. And I sat down thinking, I'm an expert in scary things. Mm. And I said, um, yeah, what is it? And he goes, well, just skeletons and stuff. Like, he'd been thinking <laughs> about stuff. And I said to him, uh, you don't have to be scared of skeletons. I said, there's two skeletons in your room right now. Oh, you One's laying on your bed and one's sitting on the bed oh, thinking, man. this is genius parenting. <laughs> and he went, what? <laughs> well, the skeletons in our bodies. There's my skeleton and your skeleton, and without them, we'd just be laying on the floor, little sacks of fat. <laughs> and he was like, "Oh," and I said, and he looked more worried. And yeah. I was like, "No, look, what I'm saying is, you've got a skeleton inside you, so you can't be scared of skeletons. You are a skeleton." <gasps> and then he was like, "Okay." And then, uh, then I thought I'd cleaned it all up. And mm. then, as I was sort of ready to leave, he went. But why is there a skeleton set on my bed? <laughs> I was like, that was me, you see. <laughs> I left, I just was like, look, just deal with your fears. It's going to <laughs> look, we're all going to die one day. There's a skeleton living right in you now, and he's a hungry one. I wouldn't be surprised if that skeleton started to eat your skin from the inside. Bad. I, mean, I, I think that's bad dadding. Real bad dadding. It was, I should, but then it's the truth, so I don't know. Like, I think he understood in the end. My dadding, top-level dadding. Oh, you haven't even got to, like, she's not talking yet. So what? I handle the headbutts well. I know, you do get headbutted a lot. Not me, my girlfriend. I hold the back of her neck in a firm grip <laughs> to make sure. And that's good dadding. 
You wait till she starts saying stuff to you. What, like, how dare she? What's she gonna say? Well, she'll say, I'm scared. You'll get, I'm not scared of society's rules. You've got to kick them off. <laughs> It'll be bad uh, dadding. She'll just be thinking, what? No, no, my dadding's gonna be good. I'm a good dadder. You, it sounds like you've done some bad dadding with that skeleton. A, 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 a rare moment of bad father. No, you're pretty good, except then you tell you, you give your son too powerful of images. That's the problem with you, mate. You're painting too colourful postcards of the nature of reality. That time you said his head will crack open like an egg and the brain will be like a yolk. And any other day, my chickens let me down very bad. Right, this is why I've gone vegan. My girlfriend cracked open an egg. Yep, it finally happened. There was a little chicken there. Stunk. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on a minute. Yeah. How are you men to know mm. when you pick up an egg if it's a fertilised egg or not? You're not men to know. But the man who gives us the chicken. You're men to look at them with a light, out, I think. I remember think my I'm farm holiday. You sit the egg on a little light thing, You're turn it on. <laughs> I remember on my farm holiday. You didn't go to university. You were a farm for two days. Yeah, but You're I remember that. You can look inside an egg with a light and see if it's got a yolk or no. a little tiny. Beak and legs and face yeah. and feathers, like like which is not what you want on your toast of a morning, unless you're a real weirdo. No, I think what it is is that what the man said. He goes, you can't consider it life just after conception. This is a bit of a life choice argument. Good job we're in England having this conversation, right? Because he goes, like it ain't really life until it's got to a certain stage. But I felt uneasy about it the whole time. Anyway, I guess sometimes we're trying to the chickens and the bees. I'm letting them live their own lives. I'm letting them be free. You know, I'm not bothering them basically. Well, you're meant to because you're making them live in a cage. So yeah, we make them do some husbandry. No, but I let them in and out. They go wandering. Right. Bear loves it when they're on the loose. Gives him something to do. Keeps, <laughs> <laughs> keeps him busy. But like the, uh, yeah, the egg, when it cracked open, oh, the absolute stink of it. Well, that and also the tragedy, the trauma of life. It's made me think veganism is the answer. it cracked open into a frying pan? No, into a bowl, luckily. But like, I'm not, uh, I'm not going to eat eggs no more. And that's that. That's another step towards veganism, isn't it? Because Why I go in and out of veganism. I'm like, I'm like a drug addict who wants to not take drugs, but he's too hard to not take drugs. You have to have a few drugs to relax. Drugs are bad. But like, but like, I'm like that, but with eggs or honey or like a bit of butter or something. Yeah, but you're always saying how we're all connected to the universe and we're all one. Yeah, right? we're all connected to the universe. So we're how one. can that's you me. go? Well, I'm not going to eat anything that comes from an animal when that is how we've evolved and we're all part of that. Because I suppose that the conscious mind has evolved to the point where you can make that distinction and decision and it is possible to have a plant-based uh, diet, like my homie JME, who I get on very, very well with. Is I'm he very vegan? Connected to. Of course he yeah. is, JME, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's vegan. What'd you yeah. say like that? Like, I'm men to know what JME's I don't know, maybe, you don't, maybe you're not as interested in grime and youth culture as I am. I don't know. Well, maybe not. I didn't, I didn't know. Because I'm very interested in it. E.G., this is from Ryan Ann. Hi, Russ. Hi, Radio X. How's the grime career coming along? Rather well, actually. Uh, very well. The grime career is progressing incredibly well, and uh, I've probably one of my new tracks will probably be dropping quite soon. I'm thinking of writing about my bar trolley, actually, and the harsh realities that people don't see <laughs> of bar trolley. Yeah, I'm going to blow the lid off that. Bloody society, and it's barge life. <laughs> <laughs> I had once had a dream. I was pulling wine glasses out of a donkey's bum, says Ryan Man. Help. Hmm, what could that be? What does the donkey represent? Work, endeavour. It's a beast of burden. What does the wine glass represent? Hmm, it represents aristocracy. leisure. Aristocracy. You're trying to, you're fighting a class war, but it's coming out as an arse war. Thank you, <laughs> you're cured. Next, I dreamt about having dinner with Des Lynham, says a person who's just, oh, Martin. I dreamt about having dinner with Des Lynham last night. Am I mad? Says Martin Colchester. Matt, you handle that one. Des Lynham, sports presenter. A mustachioed, very Is image of suaveness. I don't know, and I offer love to Des in whatever form like he he's is. currently in. I think he is with us. I don't know. So, I what's the know. dream mean? It's something's personal to them. I've told you. You ah. can't interpret other people's dreams. You can, and I will. What that means, mate, is you're looking for a bit of an authority figure in your life, but you want a gentle authority. This is 
this is what mm-hmm. I don't understand about dreams, right? I'll be in my dream, I'm me. Yep. But I'm dealing with something where, like, there's a flying dog, right? Yeah. And I'm dealing with that as a real problem. Like, I've got to cope with this problem. Yeah. And when I wake up, I think, why did you? Why did the part of your brain that knows that's impossible not go? This is impossible. It's stupid. Yes. So part like whoever you think you really are and yes. all your understanding stuff goes out the window when you're dreaming. Yes. Because illogical, impossible, surreal things you take completely as real, right? So you're not really you. Yes. Where's your daytime sense? Well, isn't it possible also that the construction of the self that we have in our waking hours is, if not arbitrary, not absolute, that we think we are these versions of ourselves. But say you hadn't had the, the somewhat random... Uh, occurrences in your childhood that you did have like being like your attitude to dogs is conditioned by events that happened with dogs but you, there is not an objective matt morgan attitude to dogs if those things hadn't happened you would see dogs differently yeah. so in your if dream, i'd have had a dog as a kid i would have yeah so in your dream life those rules don't exist because they are not essential matt morgan which is his new album coming out soon <laughs> the essential matt morgan <laughs> saxophone but <laughs> it's very moving very moving in places and other places actually rather sexy but like uh but like so really all the things we consider to be ourself like this is my attitude towards life or sexuality these some of these things are similarly non-essential but acculturated and, and indoctrinated experiences and that's why if i want to pick my nose and eat it at a breakfast table <laughs> or let my dog gallop across someone's picnic basket <laughs> with a big string of their sausages in its gob it don't matter because all those rules were made up anyway so yeah, the dream not, self not has the, its own rules but the actual yeah like the the logic of it and yeah, you just think, well, why did I allow that? To, why was I not going, this is mental? Because I think this, because in even though it's presenting in the language of image as a flying dog, it is representative, as all language is. All language is symbolic. So it's like, so you're, you, no part of your brain can kick in and go, hold on a minute, there's no such thing as bloody flying dogs, don't need to worry about this, because it isn't a flying dog. It's an uncontrolled piece of animalism, or it's something, right, right. you know what I mean? It's like, it, I do think you're right. I think the Rosetta Stone of each person's dream analysis lies in their own personal psyche. That There will be shared archetypes in the same way as different religions have moti- repeated motifs, but also each religion has cultural specificity that relates to its, the particular time of its conception. So I reckon it's this Jung and Joseph, well, more Jung goes that there is an archetypal language in dream, and Joseph Campbell says, myths are public dreams, dreams are private myths. It's the mythology of your own life yeah, as you try I, to understand I buy that. So that's... Uh, Better quality radio than you used to on this madness. Morning, mother huggers, says Dave W. I regularly dream that I haven't completed my dissertation. I graduated 20 years ago. Well, I suppose then that your university life didn't fulfil you in the way that you thought it would and you still feel there's some unresolved issue. Next! Hi, Russell, it's Canada Day. I'd like you to say happy Canada to Kathy, the Canadian queen of the Matthew Morgan Appreciation Society. Well, Matt should do that, surely, if that's... I think she's got... She sent me a message. She's got the pin-pin tattoo. Oh, go on then. If you have, send it to us now. Send us that pin-pin tattoo and happy... Say happy Canada Day to her. Happy Canada Day. Thank you. Didn't that? Did you? Just to acknowledge your state. (laughs) You don't have to say thank you. That was me saying thank you to you. you. Thank you. And I'm being nudged by my mum. (laughs) Say thank you. Thank you you for having me. Go on, do I always make my son say that, and I know it's a weird bit of language. Thank you for having me. What do you mean? Like, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. So, it's not natural for a kid to say that. 
It's not natural, is it? Hey, go on, say idiom. thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Yeah, they don't know what they're saying or why they should be saying it. I played Assassin's Creed with a couple of lads the other day. One was like ten, one was seven, and then we got them some gifts that we've got them off of, from a castle, like a night bit of like plastic night paraphernalia, you know. In the game? No, in real real life. Right. Assassin's Creed in this version was set in uh, pirate times, so there was no collision of visual right. language. Thank okay. God. Uh, and like and like they were not interested in the physical objects. They wanted to live in the Assassin's Creed world, but I could see that they were knew that they had to say certain things like uh, "Yes, please, thank you for having me, thank you for that." But they were much more interested. in Well, things. I was at a children's party yesterday, Go on. and they could have been running around in the garden, but they were all in one bed, all in one room yeah. on their iPads in Minecraft. But they are playing hide and seek in Minecraft with each wow. other. Wow! And it was like you could be doing that in the garden. Why is that they prefer it in Minecraft? What is that? Why don't they want to come into the real material world? Hmm. The brains are going to be different to ours. You're right because at this really early period they're re- they're wiring themselves up with a different relationship not bad not world. necessarily bad but not necessarily because we'll always be together in electric dreams won't we will we they say they say that don't they but do they mean it and can they prove oh, it oh I wish we had that song oh it'd be so good that would be DJing that would be DJing of a high level now what's this food of baby food pot of red Nigel's red peppers you've got here Matt found this not... little pot of gunk and he went oh look at Nigel's red pepper pot have a look at this well, picture well I don't of feel bad because it's a ha- it's a sort of computer printed label yeah and the best part best before date is written in pen so it's like homemade sort of so you think it's made by industry nigel's pepper sauce and then the slogan is flavor that dish flavor that dish flavor that dish gimme 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 that why don't you have a little literally a little sauce pot it is well done see everything's starting to make sense don't you think isn't the world coming together like a glorious poem like a glorious story all these strands we're going to have a dream expert on the show and i think if i'm not mistaken his name is whipsnade winky (laughs) no no what is his name Ian, Ian Wallace. Wallace. And, and he's going to unravel our dreams and see what the hell's going on. I wonder, I hope he's been listening to the show and heard some of my clever remarks. Do you hope that? Because they've been quite clever, haven't they, some of my remarks? Oh, very clever, yeah, yeah. Hope he's heard them, but he's probably busy, as he's probably just laying around dreaming, like a daydreamer. Now, try to use your new understanding of semiotics to analyse the content of these important messages that were made in a laboratory by Noam Chomsky. Noam Chomsky's put these together for you. I call this piece Manufacture of Consent. Radio X. The favourite game, which in my case would be Assassin's Creed 4. Black Flag. <laughs> Definitely my most favourite game. What's her name again? Jenny Priestless. Becky, Becky Priestley. Gareth Roy, one of the handsomest producers <laughs> in Britain. Gareth Roy, you can find him on the internet. He oh, looks just... gorgeous. He's absolutely beautiful. He looks like David De Gea, the Man United goalkeeper, but possibly handsomer. He's a kind, a sweet man, and I'll tell you this. What are you, heterosexual these days? He's heterosexual as all hell. And if you are Becky Priestley, is that her name? Which even the name's attractive. Where does she live, Becky Priestley? Don't give the exact address. But this is our new item called <laughs> Dating Mate, <laughs> where we get our mate a date. No. He does. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, a, a, an attractive girl yep. called Becky Priestley Simple. contacted the show and said, I find Gareth attractive. Right? And Gareth is attractive and he probably should go on a date. When was your last time you had a date, mate? And this is Russell Brown's date mate item. I could probably do a show called Date Mate. When was it? Have you had a date, mate? Seven years ago? Seven, seven years! Oh, seven long what? years! Into bit. Oh, no, that <laughs> is... What are you, some sort of monk? What are you trying to achieve? What are you trying to prove to the Lord? That you can control your own animal energies? Tie your own animal energies up? Suppress the animal within? Like society's always trying to make me do, picking my nose, tying my dog up. Now, listen... Julian Assange has had more dates than <laughs> <laughs> locked in a bloody building. You make Julian Assange... 
look like Rob Lowe. Now you need to get a grip, mate. <laughs> Doesn't he? Yes. Yeah. Get out there. He's got, he's lost fun, confidence, right? <laughs> yeah. Gareth, you need to go on a wiki date. That's, that's what you it is for you. To, you just need to go to one and then the With next Becky one. With Becky Priestley. Where do you live, Bex? Bradford. He loves people from the north. You just need to build your confidence up. Becky I went on a Priestley. date once. She's from Bradford. I went on a date once and I had in-ear in, you know, in headphones mm -hmm. on, right? Mm -hmm. The girl turned up. I thought, great. I pulled them out and one of the rubber things stayed in one of my ears. <laughs> I still had the confidence to go for a whole date like that. <laughs> With it in your ear? Yeah. You dirty pig. With a little in here. I was worried about it, but I didn't show it. I tell you, that's brilliant. Well, couldn't you get it out? Why didn't you just pick it out? I pushed my... I was you pushed it in the whole ear. Thing. It's in my ear. I pulled the thing out. I know what And they the are. rubber... Well, welcome to the future. Granny. Why don't you... I could get it out of one of my fingers. You no, it was pushing it further in, so I was like, well, I'll just you, do why that later. Why didn't you later. call me? I'd have sucked it out. I'd have sucked it out like a little leech. Ugh, it's got a hole in it, so you've got no suction on it. Oh, tweezers. I had to through. wait till I got tweezers. I'd have tweezed it out. I'd have tweezed it out. What? Text you and go, I'm on a date. You need to come down here with Ring some tweezers. Ring me on your dates, darling. You don't need to no, be on your dates on your own. In those days, if I let you anywhere near a woman I wanted to <laughs> date... <laughs> I'm data. Date? I was better at dating than you. Then she was you. all used up. <laughs> She'd been dated to heights that she could no, not hardly couldn't, believe. You couldn't bring a uh, woman into your little yeah. magnetic sphere no. of influence. <laughs> into the old cyclone of magic. <laughs> Ooh, <and laughs> into what's the your old name? tornado. Now, but these days, old Russ is a very happy man and a father of a lovely daughter, and I'm a wife now, or whatever that one is that's the man version of a wife. Now, you, Gary Roy, you are going you out with Becky You do need Bruce to Lee. get out there, mate. You've just got to yeah. get out there. Yeah, we've got to, mate. Mate, you on Tinder? To, mate. Get on Tinder! He hasn't done anything for seven years. Tinder! Are you, like, are you, does your, are you heartbroken still? Don't say that to him on the radio. He'll be all right. Heartbreak goes. Just cut it off. Cut it off no, with a that's sword. That's different. You need to approach. You need to fix that before you can. No, you don't. You yeah, cut you got, that you down. Res respect the pain. You got cut to... it off. How are you cut it? Where'd you? What do well, you, you remember this? That uh, it's listen. The Lord knows oh, what you got to no. do. If a relationship didn't oh, last, it weren't men to last. Help, the Lord. The Lord. The Lord. What are you telling him to do? Go to church and meet a woman there, the organ Both. player. <laughs> now on his, on his day with Reenie. Here you go, you and Reenie go down to bingo together. <laughs> All right, you look lovely. You look look. the bass notes now. Do the high ones. <laughs> you can play you your French horn. I'll play me organ. Scarif, now listen, if you're a woman aged between oh, 20 God. and 90 and you like French horn players, and that is not a euphemism, you might like to try Mr. Gareth Roy. My mum fancies him so much she went once went to Gareth said oh hello Babs you look nice and she went oh bless your cotton sex that he oh. a Freudian slip from she, your own mother my own mother done a Freudian slip at him <laughs> she showed him her Freudian slip bless your cotton sex bless your cotton sex she, she said his to him. face <laughs> he was nearly my new dad <laughs> Gareth Roy well, what was. do you think of Barbara <laughs> no. hey said it now oh, wait I'd a love minute that. I'd love Uncle Gareth, Gareth to go have my Babs Uncle Dad. You do not go out with a man's ministry. Like, have you remembered your mum's birthday? <laughs> <laughs> because, you know... It's Shut a, up! It's a big one this year. You ain't my real dad! Where was you? You don't understand me! You don't understand the real me, yeah! <laughs> I'm going over the allotments to start a very small, manageable fire. 
Gareth. Gareth's got to get out there. We don't, doesn't I've necessarily have idea. to be through the radio show as an it item. Does, and <laughs> it does. It does need to be an item. And I've got a good idea, Matt. And this is the idea. Okay. You saying that thing about having that thing wedged in your ear, uh, ear hole, it gave me a brilliant idea. It's this. Oh, not an earpiece, and he goes on a date, and you tell him what to say. <laughs> it's that. No. It's that. Matt just said it. The his wears... little brain working away. <laughs> he's got so, an Gareth Roy. So Gareth's going to go on a date, yeah. which is already awkward, and then he's going to have to explain <laughs> everything that yep. she mentions. Right. Say, that's part of the universe. It's all about big things. <laughs> and imagine how verbose that would be in his ear. <laughs> right, now... The Lord! The Lord! <laughs> now, Gareth, just very gently say that's part of Ask the universe. Ask her what she thinks of Russell Brand. <laughs> Enough! Cancel the day! <laughs> Walk! Gareth, leave that Nando's immediately! Knock over those pots of flavoured uh, flavoured gravy on your way out. I don't know what you call them. Just get right out of there! That woman is a hussy! A hussy, I tell you! <laughs> Pull her hair. <laughs> now, walk past the bus stop. Who's that lady there? She looks like an organist. Take your French horn out and give it a blast down the pipe like it's 1990, bloody old nine. Mm -hmm. We're going to be talking to a dream expert later, and that's saying something, isn't it, Matt? Yes. He's probably going to unravel our minds in a trice. If you are Becky Priestley, get here right now. She's, she looks attractive. She looks attractive. And looks aren't everything, but they are something. They're only 90%. They're 90%. <laughs> I mean, you know, some people are a bit... Sh they were all shallow. Have you watched Love Island? I've uh, watched it, mate. I've done it. <laughs> 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 no, I've, no, I've not been... No, why? What's it's, going on? Is it good? Like it. Well, yeah. What's happening? Well, it's a reality show where people... It's just like trashy reality, but mm. it's sort of... It's quite interesting from a psychological point of view, and that's why I watch it. <laughs> for the psychology. <laughs> and it's like, you learned. watch, like, relationships and the sort of stupid stuff you went through when you were young. Yeah. They play out in like three days because oh, it's brilliant. like this massive, like boiling pot of um, relo but relationships. But how can people be their true selves while under observation? Well, they're not, but they sort of. But they're enough. But there's a, there's enough format to make it. Oh, they've got to be paired up, or they'll get voted off the island, right? Oh, they've got to. Uh, so they've got uh, an incentive. It's they're incentivised. Runs for weeks. So who's gonna? Is someone gonna do some sex at each other? They've had. They've had sex. They're mate. all there having sex they're with each doing other that after three days. You're kidding me. Real. SEX going on. There's real SEX on that muck island. Yeah. Well, uh, as a religious man, of course, as you know, I love the Lord. These people should be behaving as if there was some sort of watershed oh, raining I like down. The way you've repackaged yourself. That's right. What <laughs> as you a mean? religious man. Yeah. Yep, I've repackaged myself oh, now. I'm, I'm religious these days, so you're going to have to just accept it. Now, let's have a look at some of these old twits. Apparently, Mr. Apparently, most dreaming, says Mr. Ed, happens just a few minutes before waking. So set your alarm ten minutes earlier than normal, and your dreams will become delicious. Deliciously remembered. I don't set an alarm. And there is no sense. such thing as normal. REM sleep. Don't you go through waves of sleep? Where's that person that was talking about lucid dreaming? Here you go. Look at this. This is. I'd love to do that. Well, we're going to. We're going to. We're going to do that. We're getting our blood tests. We're going to Amsterdam. We're doing all the things I ever promised you. I'm going to be a better dad. I'll Mary, get there on time. I'll pick you up. You won't be sat there in your duffel coat on the curb. I'm going to get you. I'm going to pick you up my full capri. We'll race off. We're going to have the best days of your life, son. We're going to the zoo this time. We're going to the zoo. I'm going to take you there. I'm taking you. I do there. say that this is like therapy for him. This <laughs> I think it's very good. It's okay. I think I'm getting better. I think I'm getting better. Hey lads, have any of you experimented with lucid dreaming? or taking supplements, that should be in inverted commas, to enhance dreaming effects. I started taking Valerian Forte. That sounds like a Pixie Valerian. song, if ever I heard one. Valerian Forte. Valerian Forte, only from Toby. Uh, I, I had to stop after experiencing more than one dream, which honestly eventuated the very next day. It flipped me out. Hold on a minute. It's Ryan McDermott's dream in the future as a result of a drug called Valerian, I mean supplement, called Valerian Forte. Valerian. Valerian um, families. Lucid dream, no, you can, you can start, what it means is you can start to control the dream. You become aware you're dreaming yeah. and then you can control it. Yeah. You can do whatever you want. You can fly around. But you wear this, one way of doing it is you wear a, a headset. A beautiful yeah. helmet. And yes. Winged? Be winged? 
uh, could, could be, I suppose. But inside, it's got like red LEDs, and it senses when you're starting to have REM sleep, right? And then it pulses the LEDs. So in your dream, you'll go, oh, there's a volcano flashing on and off, or there's yeah, car like, brake lights or something, and then you're meant to remember, because mm. you're, rem- you're meant to do it sometimes when you're awake and just associate that red flashing with, I'm dreaming, I'm dreaming. That triggers you into your other mind. Yeah. Oh, I like this and idea another way very of doing much. It is you leave notes much. around saying, are you awake or are you dreaming, or, or something like that, right? All In around your own the house? place. Yeah, and then eventually... Well, what's my wife going to well, think? Listen. Well, no, you tell her about it. Don't are you awake or are you out, dreaming? Put, put her handbag in the fridge. Russell, my handbag's in the fridge and there's all these notes everywhere. What's going on? Are you having an affair? Yeah, with my own mind, baby. I'm going deep. You put these notes everywhere, right? Until mm. they become such a part of your environment that when you sleep, you'll dream and you'll dream those notes. And then you'll... When, you're, when you read them... Note. Listen! When you read them, in reality, right, you go, no, I'm awake. But then you'll start to dream and you'll go, Am I, hang on, I'm dreaming. And then you can take control of your dreams. And that makes Assassin's Creed look like a rubbish old Pac-Man game. I do, uh, you're right, actually, and it's about time we started conquering the unconscious mind. Oh, and let's start imagine doing you it, could everyone. lucid dream, you'd never leave your house. I also think we might be able to dream up new systems and new realms, because everything in the material plane at some point or another came from the imagination, and if we can conquer the imagination in a new way, perhaps we can dream down a utopia, perhaps what they call the 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 Kali Yurt, the age of darkness in the back of that Gita. It's probably this age of darkness we're in now, where everything's material, because we've lost access to the unconscious and the, mind. And the woman leaves Gareth. Date. Uh, <laughs> Becky, silently. come back! Walks Becky! out of the restaurant. I've got another pot of sauce! He's got his finger in his ear and he's babbling again. <laughs> Becky! I've had a date for seven years. Becky Priestley, come right over. <laughs> oh, I see a new idea, Shreem. expert. We're just giving out our layman's rubbish. Nah, we're all right, mate. We're doing all right. I think, mate. I think it's good. <laughs> I'll take him out. Call me, says Laura. Ooh. That's my girlfriend. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's my girlfriend's name. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's less hurtful. Hi, guys, says someone. I had a dream last week that Russell was my dad. Oh, dear. We had to... How old are you? We had to busk on the streets, but no one picked up that he was Russell Brand. Oh, it sounds like a nightmare, not a dream. Oh, and then he chucked me out of the flat I was living in. I hope this isn't a premonition of what's to come for Russell's daughter. Busking and evictions. (laughs) I also (laughs) experienced what Matt has experienced when parenting. It's called disassociation. When your question... If, if what yes. is happening is real, yeah. please can you ask your dream guru about this? What's that disassociation? Well, you know, I was saying, like, when I'm saying stuff to my children, I suddenly become self-aware as yeah. if I'm seeing myself from... A, yeah. But I have that in all sorts of situations. It's, um, Are you having it now? No, <laughs> do it I feel now. in the moment now. Do I don't want to do it, it's unpleasant. You oh. feel disconnected from reality. Bloody old reality. I don't know what it is. All right, fair enough. I think we've done rather well there. And I, I say, why don't we just go to sleep and have 45 minutes of beautiful silence where people can contact <laughs> their <laughs> inner selves. I did, uh, what, an advert now, Gareth? Are you sure? Why, why don't you take that whiteboard on which you've got the word uh, advert written and write instead, Becky Priestley, I love you. <laughs> or indeed, and then hold that up to the world. So if you are Becky Priestley, get in touch with us. You're studying the Facebook feed now. What's Becky Priestley doing? She's often, why don't you show a bit more keenness? Are you prepared to date men or only women? You sexist pig! You homophone! Aren't <laughs> 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 you? Yeah, bloody homophones! Right. Now, coming up is a... I wrote these, actually, myself, and uh, some of them are some insurance firms, fast food restaurants and stuff, and none of it's to be taken at all seriously. No, no, it is. It's an advert, and it's funding the whole station. With Sky Broadband Superfast, you get reliable broadband here. (laughs) Smells good. There. Morning. Uh. And everywhere. (laughs) Ah, Sorry, 
Get guaranteed Wi-Fi in every room or money back with Sky Broadband Superfast. So reliable, it's minion-proof. Sky. Believe in better. Requires Sky Broadband Boost and Sky Kit in fibre areas only. Speeds vary by location. Minimum 3 megabits or refund on boost component of subscription paid during current minimum term up to date of claim. See sky.com slash guarantee. This, this is, is Radio X. Russell Brand. Majesty, it wasn't a night just like this one that your late father and I took our men's vanity cases, popped them in our dressing gown pockets, made our way through the palace corridors to the stone-floored kitchens. We're taking one of the many dogs. We took an emery board from our kits, gripped his member between finger and thumb and filed it to entirely flush, revealing a cross-section of shells. Is the sort of thing a strange person would say on a radio show? On a weekly basis. <laughs> on a regular basis. I've been looking at a five-pound note and I see Churchill on there and every time I see him I think he should be saying that to me. And why doesn't he? That's what I think. He's on the after. plastic fiver. He's on the plastic fiver. We're keeping his memory alive. We're using iconography to create a national identity, to create an erroneous narrative that may be bogus because it's the such a thing as a country really no that's my latest another prime track. <laughs> come back i can play the french horn <laughs> hello i'm a long-time listener says danielle burke adagio tees what's adagio tees brilliant thing who's from a place called adagio tees that's the place what as in tees side no look How at it like cups it? of tees we don't have cups of teas. As it has been mentioned that Matt would like some free merch, would he like some tea? Oh, Adagio teas. It might help him <laughs> to keep <laughs> his icon. I thought she was from another dimension. Oh, I'd love to meet someone from another dimension. I'd be very happy to send a whole load of hand-picked loose-leaf tea for Matt and the rest of your crew to Radio X directly. Let me know. I've got a lot of tea at my disposal. Oh, you sound like a crook, Danielle. Including some fancy blends that are pretty much the champagne of tea. Do you want it, Matt? I'll have some champagne of tea, although I'm off caffeine for a while. But Why? I, I always get pulled back. You'll get pulled back in, won't you? Dirty drug. You can't cope without it. You just cannot It's, it's worth it for about two hours, and then you have a terrible crash. Look but at this. Adagio teas. Adagio teas. Give Matt the champagne of teas, oh, he'll fun. take it. Why are we leaping into this world of commerce? Because here we go again. This is from Ellie. I work in a delightful restaurant in Smithfield, and I wonder if Matt would like to come in for a free meal. A legit offer. Let me know. Ellie, I think the answer is yes. Is it? Are we doing a free meal? Well, unless it's weird, like it's a trap. Do you think this is a trap, mate? Come on. How much? Hey. Why don't you Just take a few more there. risks? I live right in the corner, man. Just, we'll meet up on God Annie. Okay. Yeah. Look at Jay trying to get free dinner. It's scampering in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'll, I'll do that. Else. I'll All do right. That. There you Thank go. You. Get in touch. I've had some nice free stuff. Well, have we got any more dates for Gareth yet and our new item? Date, mate. What was my other thing, what I invented the other week, and I can't remember it now? I came up with a really good item. Uh, oh, think pr problems that we can help you with or something? Yeah, but it rhymes. Le Come on, Jen. Least original item in no, India. No, how dare you say that. Come on, Jen. I thought of the word. It was a rhyme. It was funny. Come on, one of you knows. We it's in our collective no, we're mind. We're losing our minds, right? Are we? Last... Was it last week? I can't even remember. Mm -hmm. Part of the mm -hmm. mind loss. Yeah. People were saying, oh, like, we don't even remember being on TalkSport. Apparently we were on TalkSport when we did your book tour. Right. And there was, like, Rat it. Boy or something, and we don't remember what that is. No, I remember. Dark Boy. Dark Boy. Well, what are that? all these boys? These are cultural artefacts to some people. These are our cherished legacy. And know what they are. Well, what's happened is we've been racing through life at a terrible pace, and we've forgotten ourselves. Like, people I'd forgetting like their culture. I'd like someone to put together a little dictionary of the history of this show. Get on with it.
And you, you know, like a sort like of slang, like a slang, like, yeah, like, like words and what they call it? A glossary and a glossary of, of uh, yeah, Okay. Yeah. If you are listening to this show right now, and why wouldn't you be? You are, aren't you? It's happening right now. This is live. You're you. You're in your own consciousness. Yeah, with a podcast. It's not happening now. It's later. You're in the future. It's a podcast. We'd like you to assemble a glossary and dictionary. Do it One collaboratively. Yeah, do it collaboratively. So Set up what, a Facebook page and collaboratively create a glossary and sort of atlas of the world. Just a list of, this of radio things. Show. So you, obviously you've got pin, pin and things. But I mean, yeah, but then it would eventually evolve into. Is there a, a special big picture of me on the front? Can really green it. No, it's leather bound, <laughs> and then it's simply me on the front. No, oh no, I don't want this book. With my finger on my lips saying. All right. <laughs> Create that, please, if you wouldn't mind. There's someone who can do good work with leather, although I'm against it, as a vegan man. Coming up on the phone in about three or four seconds now is a man whose face and name match this sound, Ian Wallace. He's on the line. Hello, Ian. Are you all right, mate? Yeah, I'm fabulous, Russell. How are you? You are more dour than I anticipated for a man who makes his living dabbling in the unconscious mind of a dreamer. We've been talking about dreams for the whole show. We und- what we want to know is, how can there be a common language when people's individual experience of both vocal and visual semaphore is distinct and personal? Well, you say that, Russell, but we do have a common language, and the language that we use is symbolism and imagery. So, as you know, Russell, because you're a bit of a linguist, then all the languages and cultures in the world tend to use the same fundamental, and as Jung said, archetypal imagery. And that's the fundamental image that we use in that language. Give us an example! Um, Yes. Well, just to give you a bit of scientific backup, Russell, Stanislas Dehan and Benjamin Liebe proved that 98% of what Freud called ideation, so thoughts, feelings, emotions, ideas, happens unconsciously. So that's why we use images. So like earlier on, you were talking about a dog. So we might have been chased by a dog when we were small. We might have been bitten by a dog. That was Matt. He was chased and he was bitten by a dog. Yeah, quite badly. We might might have a favourite pet that was a dog. But the thing that a dog symbolises culturally and mythologically is loyalty and affection. So that's why Mm. people who are scared of dogs are often conflicted around dogs. They think that animal might bite me, but also it's showing me undying loyalty and affection as it latches its jaws onto my ankle. Do you think that you should see a psychiatrist? (laughs) Do you think that that dogs can have a universal meaning when the human interaction with dogs is, even if it's been around for as long as agriculture, 10,000 years, is still in the psyche of a pre-linguistic human, a relatively modern advent? I don't think it does, because one of the main ways that we attach meaning to things and to symbols is through the stories that we tell. So usually when a, a dog is portrayed in a story, particularly a, like a fairy tale or a children's tale when we're growing up and we're forming all these symbolic connections, usually the dog is friendly. Mm. And even dogs that are a bit wilder, like wolves, are often meant to be really loyal and hunting in packs and so on. So we tend to form all these impressions when we're young mm. and we're being told stories. But the wolf is, uh, like, I think a wolf is an untamed dog, the sort of the, the non-domestic dog, dog prior to engagement with man, often appears as predatory in folktale and myth and a bogus and dubious figure where it's Native American myth and their idea of the light dog and the dark dog representing the two sides of, of uh, desire and altruism or a wolf in Red Riding Hood and, and I suppose wolf uh, archetypically would belong with coyote and indeed raven figures that crop up in both Native American myth and 
African mythology. So I understand that there is a... Um, Norse mythology. Are they in the Norse? The Odin, Norses Odin's have got them. ravens. Odin's got ravens. Hold on a second. There is a, there is a common genealogy. So that's a, there's a link, there's a, an epistemology of commonality called a perennialism, universalism, where symbols and, arch- and archetypes appear throughout myths and stories. So this is the basis of dreams. But do you think it has a tendency, mate, to Ian Wallace, to get a bit what um, the naysayers of the spiritual world would call frou-frou? No, they call it woo-woo. <laughs> well, they call it foo-foo and woo-woo, particularly if they're backing singers, and I do what band. They but could go for both. Things, <laughs> but one of the things that happens with dreams is that there is so much nonsense spoken about them. And one of the reasons for that is that for a long time, people have thought that dreams happen to you. You just lie there like some psychic receiver, mm-hmm. somewhere you're tuned into a bigger ether. But the reality is, as Professor Mark Sohn proved in the 1990s, is that you happen to the dream and you create everything in it. And what you're doing in the dream, you are imagining your fundamental self. And so the dream becomes the ultimate selfie. The dream is the ultimate self. Selfie. Selfie, selfie. Selfie. Oh, he said selfie. Received and refracted, possibly not even refracted through the unconscious, because it's saying it's a pure version. It's like the equivalent of the white light going into the prism, is it? It's like that, is it? Is that what you're saying? It's the source. And we are, the dreamer is the architect and author of that reality. That's interesting. Yes, that's what I'm saying, yes. Ian Wallace, though, but what, do you make, what does it tell us about the fundamental nature of the self? You know, we were talking before about about the, the distinction between a personal awakened self and an unconscious dreaming self and there being some kind of disjunct between them. What does this tell us about the construction of the waking self, this relationship with the dream world? Well, again, as I was saying, Russell, that 98% of what you do in terms of thinking, feeling, ideas is unconscious. And a lot of that just comes out in the waking self. So what happens as, as you create imagery inside which we are doing as we're chatting and listeners are listening then what we do in waking life is we validate that using our senses so as thomas graham brown said the function of the senses is to modulate internally generated imagery so we're constantly producing imagery that's what we do as human beings we create imagery and in waking life we can validate that and say that's real or it's not but in dreaming we're constantly creating the imagery without validating it. So it's unrefined. So you think that what's happening on a a waking level through sensual and sensory information, that sensory information is a validation of an inner world as opposed to external data because there obviously is i'm like for example now i'm in this studio and through my uh, and i'm listening to you that that sensory data is real but of course i'm contextualizing it according to a pre-existing image system my experiences of radio studios or interviewing guests before all those things come into play and you say there's an internal image system and the, and the external reality takes place within that context is that what you're saying Yes, so we use it, and it's an iterative process. It's a constant feed-forward, feedback loop. So we're constantly feeding forward imagery and seeing if it matches up with what's happening outside. Now, if we're familiar with that situation, with that external context, we become habituated to it, and we only notice that there's something different with it when it changes. And when something changes in your environment, then you keep feeding forward imagery until you've validated that part of it. So that's the key part. We're constantly generating imagery. All right. I'll get it out. All right. All right. I've got it now. I'll get it. I'll get it, Mr. Wallace. What are you, a professor, a doctor? What are you? What's going on here? I'm a mister. 
<laughs> Why, so darling? Mr. Wallace, so the dream analyst. Oh, nice for you. Coming in here, analysing our dreams. How's it going to help us with our everyday stuff? What, just because we'll have an essential understanding of the self? Can it help us culturally yeah. as well as individually? Yes, it can. So, <clears throat> so thanks for that accolade of being Mr. Wallace, the dream analysis. Mr. Wallace, and dream analysis. <laughs> it's great. It's a fabulous jingle. So, how, how can we use it in our waking life? So, in waking life, we encounter all sorts of tensions and challenges and paradoxes. No. Nope. And, and it doesn't seem to make any sense from an analytical or objective level. But when we look at it from a subjective or a more collective level, then it does make a lot of sense. So we can use our dreams to solve problems, and mm. lots of people have done that in the past. So that's how Einstein quite literally dreamt up the theory of relativity. Mm. Niels Bohr dreamt up the atom, atomic oh. structure. So Bloody hell, are... these physicists are just lying around in bed, coming up with some mumbo-jumbo, and then blowing up bits of Japan! I want something done! <laughs> This is fascinating, that the liaison with the unconscious mind is where all this ephemeral information is going to come from. I'm fascinated by the work of Carl Jung and of Joseph Campbell because it suggests a commonality of consciousness, but that does indeed, I think a bit, Mr Wallace, dream analysis, conflict with the idea that we're interfacing, that, that, that we are the personal author of our dreams, because if there is a commonality, I feel like we are tuning in to what Jung, Jung would have called the uh, universal unconscious or the collective unconscious. In, in that um, contradictory, Mr Wallace, dream analysis. No, so what Jung called the collective unconscious were all the images, all the cultural images that people use and work with. And this is a feed-forward, feedback-loop, Russell. So when we're using that, we're taking all the imagery from culture and we're using that, combining it with our own awareness and our own understanding. So we all have a, a dream vocabulary, mm, okay. but we've drawn it from what's happening outside in human culture. But I suppose at that level, Mr Wallace, dream analysis, that the very separation between self and other, conscious and unconscious, in some ways are arbitrary. I mean, who's deciding where all these divisions are between self and other, between conscious and unconscious? I mean, there's not literal lines there, are there? These are figurative, allegorical, analogous, mythic, metaphorical distinctions, and there is just a universal oneness, and all these categories of time and space and self and other are themselves a big... <laughs> That's what I'd like to say. Although I reckon you, every, what you don't know about dreams ain't worth bloody well knowing, and that ain't half saying sank. What you say? Yeah. So, Where yeah, do you live? Do you want to come round? Where are you? So what do you I do? Have you got a wife, husband? What's your sex life like? <laughs> come on, tell us the truth. When was the last time you had a bit? <laughs> <laughs> that was Matt, and that's childish. I didn't say that. You did, you probably did. In another life, if the there's no distinction... Go, he's a busy He's man. not busy. It's a Sunday, he's got nothing on. He's not... He liked it here, don't you, Mr Wallace? Don't you? <laughs> <laughs> he's not going nowhere. Here, I'll tell you what, we'll get an ice cream van, a lot of us, and we'll run a dream truck. Oh, How about nice. that? A dream truck. We'll travel the world dispensing Mr Whippy and dream analysis. Are you in or are you out, Wallace? If you're with me or you're against me, cos I won't have no truck with a mucky pup, I've always said the same thing, so Sometimes backwards, sometimes forward, sometimes sideways. Now, if these Kenyans use clicks in their language, what the hell does that say about semantics? Hmm? Coming up after the break, there's a little man called Jesus Christmas that's come up with a brilliant new idea about how to deal with our feelings. Ian, are you still there? Mr. Wallace! Yes, now, what did I that mean? <laughs> <laughs> 
analyse this person, yeah, please. Yeah, yeah. Give a break. Analysis. 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 So that was a whole lot of imagery, Analysis. Russell, and some Analysis. of that was quite unvalidated. It was so, not. <laughs> it was all validated. What about the bit where I was talking to you about your private life? That was good radio. And no mistake. <laughs> You yeah. coming on again? You can come on again. Come in the studio so I can have a look at you. Where are you living? Scotland? England? Mm, what's coming on? What are you wearing oh. right now? <laughs> so from the accent, Russell, where do you think I stay? Somewhere in posh Scotland. Posh Scotland, like Edinburgh a bit. Oh, posh Scotland, yeah. So Mr Wallace, dream analysis in posh Scotland. Posh yeah, Scots so Wallace. And his pots of dream analysis. I'd like yeah, to watch you two do like a... Some sort of road yeah, trip together. Cool. <laughs> I think yeah, that's I think a real, that's a real good vibe between you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We should get an ice cream van and convert it into a camper van as well. And you yeah. and I can go on a journey of discovery around all the world's cultures. Yeah. Oh, is that the way he rolls his yard? Yeah. In the final episode, you just kiss. Oh, especially <laughs> the way he rolls him. Oh. All right, Mr. Wallace, I think that's quite enough of that for one day. I've got to do an interview with Naomi Klein later, who happens to have a serious job. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let the man go. Poor All man. Right. Why? Let's keep him here. Let's keep him as a radio hostage. <laughs> You're staying here with us, mate. <laughs> I'm going to make him analyse the adverts. No, thanks, Ian Wallace. It's been lovely to have you on the show. I think something Thank may have happened all. there. Thank you, Matt. You're a, oh, you're yeah, a lovely mate. man. Where are you right now? In Scotland. He doesn't want to tell you. Why won't he give me his address? Why won't he? House. If he... Like a good reference. Yes, please. Latitude and longitude, if you don't mind, so I can... F Here, I'll see you in my dreams, Mr Wallace. I may, I may not find you in reality, but by bloody God, I'll find you in my dream jingles. If Gareth can use this this radio show to get old Becky Priestley <laughs> into the land of loving, then why can't me and Ian Wallace get an ice cream van and go around the world analysing cultures and their dreams? Why? Why would that you be could. so wrong? You could. Thought so. Clearly finds you a bit irritating. He does not. You're not reading between the lines. I will read between them. You're not, Mr. Wallace, are you irritated right now? Tell me. Tell me the truth. I can no, I, I'm enjoying this immensely, Russell. And See? this is why I think that I'd imagine if we were doing this, and I'm, I'm sure it would be televised as we went round the globe in an ice cream van, <laughs> I think you'd be doing most of the talking, and That's I'd right. just be doing reading meaningful looks. You'd be pulling the cornets, baby. You'd be pulling the cornets. <laughs> pop a flake in that, Mr. Wallace. <laughs> Mr. Wallace, pop a flake in that. Those hundreds of thousands ain't going to sprinkle themselves, Mr. Wallace. Them hundreds People of People tune in to Radio X. Yes, what do they want? For adverts. Cooler Shaker or something, probably. <laughs> <laughs> we could have Cooler Shakers on the van. Can't we? What do they sing? Oh, we're cooler shaker, we're using Hindu references. Oh, we're cooler shaker, we've got haircuts from the early 70s. Thank you, that was cooler shaker. Yeah, basically? Yeah, pretty good. Supergrass, do they want that? Hey, we're a bit upbeat, clean your teeth. Supergrass. <laughs> 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 Who else do they want? Stone roses, oh, I'm ever so confident. Well, that was Radio X. <laughs> <laughs> That was Radio X, and we've got a dream analysis of just sitting quietly in his bed sit, looking at his <laughs> slippers, wondering what the hell happened to his morning. Ian, thank you very much. We've got to play adverts now because, uh, frankly, our tiny salaries are funded by this madness, and uh, that's just the way it goes. Do you love me or not? <laughs> so, yes or no question, Ian. It's a yes-no question. Well, since we're all one, Russell, what do you think? There is only love. Love is the answer. But the question was <laughs> adverse.
Thank you, Ian Wallace, for that contribution, mate. Thank Cheers, you, man. Russell. Ta-da. Thanks, Ian. Say yes, Bye. Yes, he did. He meant yes. He meant yes. Say yes. You really showed me up there, didn't you, with Ian you Wallace? You showed yourself <laughs> No way. I was brilliant. I was brilliant. He maintained decorum all the way through. In fact, he maintained <laughs> a sort of quite dour. I know. He was very interesting, wasn't he? Where do you think I am, Russell? What do you like? I didn't do the accent. It was too beautiful. It was beautiful, wasn't it? It was like a sort of a vocal sort of trumpet. It was like a musical solo. He was like, it was slow jazz. Well, I'll come and analyse your dreams for you. If you're not careful, I'll get inside your unconscious mind, Russell. I'll kick the crap out of you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm standing on grave right Bobby's grave right now. I'm digging up a dead body in the graveyard in Edinburgh. I'm jangling the bones of the corpse as we speak and I'll have that image in your dreams before you know it. <laughs> Here's a bunch of guys trying their best with something that they dreamt up. A bit like Einstein. This is a pair of collaborators called Mr. and Mrs. Advert. They're still married in spite of everything. Russell Brand. This is Radio X. You've done it. You've done it. You've done it, Kasabian. You've done it. You've gone and made a great record. We love Kasabian, don't we, Serge? Yeah? Yeah. I love Serge. Yeah, and that's G talking. Why is that? Because Matt Morgan... Is not here. <laughs> nothing yeah. there. It's just an empty chair, a vague sort of, sort of sense of stink it's and wretchedness. It's a dream that's slowly becoming reality. Yeah. Five, four, and three, this? two... What One. the hell have you been doing, Uncle Albert? I forget how big your beard is till I see you stood up. What's that mean? Well, when I sit down, it's... I don't know, it gets lost in your chest or something. <laughs> then, like, uh, when you stand up, when you come marching late into a radio show, like late. a bad weekend dad. That's bad you dadding. You have to come back into this That's... so soon. You've done that to spite me. <laughs> I would you could have not... elongated something. You could have played the do whole you, track or whatever was going on. Do you think I'd have cut Kasabian Shaw just to spite you? After yes. my friendship with Serge, yes. I'd done a World Cup special with him for the enemy. I wouldn't do that. Not well, on your nelly. At what point did you come out of the song? I bet it was like 40 seconds left. 40 seconds, 50 seconds. You saw me bumbling back from the toilet. I didn't see you. He was still in the... Uh, me and G had to make it up as we went along. It was absolute codswallop. It's been hell. <laughs> oh, it was terrible. Not like the normal high-quality radio that I provide when speaking to dream analyst Ian Wallace. <laughs> it's a very strange mood. <laughs> I'm not in a strange mood. I'm actually one of the best broadcasters be in Britain. a new independence of Scotland from England now, after that. No way. They'll, this will wed us together forever. If, I, if that don't make the union stronger, I don't know what I'm doing. And that's saying something. Here comes Rachel Gillies with a tweet. Russell, the MMAs are discussing getting a group tattoo related to you guys. The, can the very artistic Matt design one for us, please? Yes, and I'll get it too. Why don't we all get a nice tattoo? All of us. We were going to get a tattoo before, and the tattooist never came. I hope Neil's all right. Neil's off. Daniel, we're sending you love, Neil, and we're thinking yeah. of you, mate. Um, like, why, get, let's get a tattoo, and all you right. design it for the MMAs. Come on, mate. What, I have to draw a tattoo? It's not hard. You understand iconography. It's hard. You do it, then. I never went to art school. I was learning acting, and you've seen the quality, top notch. Now you get on, <laughs> you get on a designer's tattoo. Okay. You, you bloody pig. You bloody effing lay about you. Effing's not swearing. Could have meant anything. Could have meant Fitzpatrick or fiddlesticks. Couldn't I? Or frog's porn. Ah, frog's porn. <laughs> Why wait for it? I say, pop it on day one. Get that seed out there in the world. If it can't work on its own, it don't deserve to be a frog anyway. I bet Ian Wallace needs to lie down after that conversation, says Rise Above Counselling, another person that's listening like to this. like he was lying down when he was talking. He was very, very relaxed, wasn't he, in pain during the interview? I think he dealt with it very well. Well, Russell, I'm a barrage of... What about we went, a lot of the things you just said were not valid. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like you to should have a little again. sample of that every time you speak. 
A lot of what you just said was not valid. There were unvalidated images. Yes. Those va- images were strewn across the sky. Let's not make it worse by like impersonating him for half an hour after. He liked us. He's all right. He's good as gold. Too much coffee today, Russ, says KTT. How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? How, dare you? How much coffee are you on these days? Got the points. Got the points in the morning. There's no one. Then I'm out of bloody door and I've got the points of the stuff. And Luke Rome as well, sluicing around under my tongue. Got a bit of it under my tongue now. Don't swallow on the vent leaf in there. Russ, we've got two Kenneths in our family, says KTK20212. And they don't even use their full names. One of them even denies it's his name. Well, not me. I would call my child Kenneth as quick as a flesh. Come and go. Fashions come and go. Fashions do come and go. Don't you, you, remember? If you and also being a celeb. That's right. If I you am called a celeb. your baby Kenneth. Suddenly, it, it might become Become cool. all the rage. Kenneth. A Kenneth? Kardashian might fire out a Kenneth. Because <laughs> <laughs> they will, because they love, like, they love a K. Kardashian. Ken yeah. Kardashian. Oh, no, I don't want that. That ruins Kenneth for me. Don't you dare nick my oh. names. You got any good names you want to hide from the world? Uh, Give well, them out. I'm finished having children now, so... Why? You ain't had the snip. See? Right. If you want me to take you Amsterdam to meet Wim Hof, which I will, all you guys, I'll take you there. Me, you, Wim Hof, we'll plunge ourselves into an ice bath. You've got to have a bit of your winkle snipped. Okay. <laughs> Good lad, that's the spirit. Right, so Matt, if you... Are, hello, are you listening to the radio right, show? hang on. Mm. Let's have a thing where all the things we've said we're going to do, we do. Right. One weekend. Possibly as a documentary where I'm highly paid. <laughs> <laughs> go are not getting highly paid. Go meet Wim Hof. deserve it. Right, and learn how to withstand the cold. Right, Good. Amy yeah. Haycock, make a list. Jen, make a list. For we'll genealogy. We can do that it. by post. Brilliant. All we've got to do is provide a bit of blood in an envelope, and I do that every morning anyway. <laughs> I send off some of my blood to all my biggest fans. And um, man, I can't remember the other job things. Job done. <laughs> Such a baffling ordeal, this show. When are we going to learn to be Kung Fu Masters? I'm sending respect to all my homies. No, that's too hard. That's Genesis too long. Gym. Something you can do in a day. Yeah. Well, I might oh, you're a layabout. You're a layabout. No, what, you want to have your ghoulies snipped and then just wander off? Old. Yeah, that's the spirit. Right. Unique baby names that no one's choosing. Choosing a baby name can be one of the biggest and earliest challenges. Parenthood throws you away. There are numerous tried and tested methods of locating the perfect moniker. Hit the naming book, start paying extra attention to end credits or voraciously consume top 10 and top 100 lists. Or you could choose the name not taken. Popular baby name website, Namebury, has released a list of options recorded on the database that no one used in 2016. Oh, here's some names. Right, now if you're naming a baby, are ya? Are ya? Are ya? Here's some ideas. Girls, this is literary. Perdita. Perdita the baby. Puck. That's gonna be a problem. Uh, isn't it? <laughs> I did a snuffle burp. It just took me by the wall, Oggs, and dragged me down a lane. I've been down a blind alley in a bramble bush. Perdita, Puck, Romola. I knew someone called Romola. No, you didn't. Romola Walker. She was Georgie Walker's daughter. The Walker brothers. Oh, that's the right. Walker gangsters. I believe it. They ran the Golden Gloves. They were good boxers. They were proto crazed. They were post Craig gangsters. Shahrazade. Hmm? That's a nice name, Shahrazade. Shahrazade. I'll have two glasses of you. <laughs> Floral and nature. B. Nice. Oh, that's a nice name Oi, for a little girl. B. Oh, it's lovely. Oi, B. Come here. What you doing? Oh, nothing, Dad. I like that. Is your child got an SG accent then? Because I'm not sure how I want my mate to Developing, talk. actually, right? So. He, he's just sort of had a child What's accent. What's he like, right, son? All right, daddy. <laughs> All right, daddy, is it going, mate? Not like that. He's not selling cars. <laughs> Don't mug me off, dad. I'm oh, feeling brand new please. today, and you've mugged me off. Now I feel like <laughs> I was a mad snatch before you started. <laughs> no, it's not as bad as that. Mm. But he, no, he started to say, like, 13 instead of 13. Yeah, now, I do, do that. do have a generic accent. Well, no, they go to school, and then accent. they, you know, I'm living in... 
Bromley in Kent. So, like, that's near where I grew up, Dartford. Mm. That is the accent of yeah. people around there. The so, they're going to pick it up. So, it, you know, they, <laughs> you can't really fight it. But, I don't know, it's my accent. But when he sort of goes, 13 or ain't, I think, oh, dead. Brings out self-loathing that. of you, does it? It's not self-loathing. Who are you loathing? You. <laughs> <laughs> don't talk like Uncle Russell. B, Bluebell, Daffodil, Freesia, Ianthe, Season. Get in the van. I've told you, Season. bloody kids. Are you ready, Brick? Or are you there, moose? Daffodil. <laughs> Clean up the breakfast. Oh, That's Daffodil. Right. Yeah, what's that? You've been smoking, Daffodil. Oh. Season. You can't call a kid Season. Season. Listen, I've got to talk to you about something to do with periods and growing uh, up. My that. daughter is named after a season. Winter. Winter but you, but can't you call her Wincy, call don't her, you? Call her Wincy. I sometimes. like your nicknames for your kids. Coco, Wincy. Yeah. Nice. Good nicknames, good names for your kids. What'd you call Mabel? Oi, you, get out. Get that bloody thing out of my bed. See that thing where you're puking up? Get out. Get out of here. Now, call it Mabes. You like Mabes? Oh. My little Mabes. Oh, I love that kid. She's, I like her. She's nuts, I think. She's I full love of that kid. Will. I like her. As if that was it ever for debate. She's I like right. her. Laura's not so bothered, but... <laughs> Very nice. Lovely little thing. Lazy. Lazy. Don't do nothing. No achievements to speak of yet. Not even a bronze medal or nothing. Can't do no spelling. But, you know, just crack on with a kid, I say. What other names are there? Oh, familiar Boys. words. Calico. Christmas. No. No, Dancer. Thanks. No. That's Dancer the, the baby. Remember. remember. No, thanks. Um, how's remember today? Oh, well, it's awful. Very pompous and up the silk. Whimsy. Oh, no, no, because that sounds like a genital pseudonym. Synonym. <laughs> Shakespeare, Auberon, Bard, Cassio, Puck. This person's too connected by... Too con- affected by Shakespeare. Now, that, that's all right. Rold. Yeah, Rold. Rold Dahl. Rold! What happened to the N in his name? <laughs> Rold! <laughs> <laughs> What's the matter, did he? I said to you, Rold! When you think of uh, mm. a kid's name, you have to test it. In, and that's by how you test it. it. But sort of go... Rold. Like, your tea's ready, sort of thing. Go on. Oh, rolled. Your tea's ready. Daddy, right, I'm works. not happy. You told me I've got a skeleton living in the toilet. But like, if you go, whimsy. Mm. Your tea's ready. That doesn't sound right. Don't know whimsy. Kermit. That... Someone's put down Kermit. <laughs> Kermit is a name. That's lovely. It is actually. It's Turkish, I think. Kermit, you come here, Kermit, and you make me happy, Daddy. Back away from the racist voice. <laughs> no, no. Hold on. By doing well in your GCSEs. Where are you from, Dad? Just somewhere that no one's from, and so no one can ever be offended. Because it's not even a real place. It's before the sovereign state was established. I'm a historical figure. Why are you talking in that accent now? Because I've realised that there was a disclaimer required because I actually understand broadcasting very well, in spite of acting like an erratic madman. Oh, well done, Russell. Have a Sony award. I wouldn't accept your award anyway. No, actually, I will. I'll take it. When can we have it? The ceremony's on July the 9th. Is it? Conflicts with the Matt Morgan Appreciation Society Day, I'm afraid. I'll be doing rehearsals. I'll be at the Sony's. <laughs> well, I tell you, I'll be coming home empty-handed without old Russ. Come on, let's talk about some more names. Rold, Rudyard. Oh, yeah, I love Rudyard Kipling. Rudyard. Oh, what about Enid? Enid. If we're Enid. going children's, yeah, children's authors. Was Enid blighting a woman? She was, wasn't she? She was. I used to think it was a man when I was a kid. What, Enid? Enid the man? I didn't know. I was a little kid. Enid, get a couple of sex of coal out of Right, right, I'll be a minute. Auburn. Auburn. That's very shit. Sea life, salmon and trout. That's rhyming slang for, for fags. For cigarettes. Salmon, trout. <laughs> yeah, what's that? <laughs> 
All right, well, we've all had fun. Some of us have. None of us have. It's been a waste of everyone's time. Beach. Someone's saying beach. That sounds dangerously Matt, close to us. can you read body language? Can you understand what's going on? The show's nearly at an end. And the thing, oh, and is the, it? Probably the reason you don't realise that is because you haven't done any work. You've been in and out, popping in and out of the toilet. You've not been trying hard. The Matt Morgan Appreciation... Because it's flown by. The Matt yeah. Megan Morgan Appreciation... What? The Matt Megan Morgan Appreciation Society probably sat slumped, slumped with their head in their hands, feeling cheaper and dirt. Wasting time now. <laughs> I do not. Well, Peas are my most favourite food, especially from uh, Birdseye, whose uh, other brands are available. Captain Birdseye, are you a real captain? Now, to summarise all this stuff, is a man that's the poet laureate of the show, one of the great word architects of our time. He goes into prisons and knocks he's done something wrong, but because <laughs> he's doing something right. It's Mr. G, everyone. Woo! Yes, woo, woo. Yeah, ambience, atmosphere, clapping, clapping. Right, this poem's called Futuristic Dreams. We talk into microphones, vibrations remade so they don't peak the meters. A spectrum of dreams here to greet your speakers, or dial into your headphones for who knows where the head roams. The past calls the present to speak its features. So can we count the number of our futures? I see three. Dynamic ways to explain a flying dog on a leash. Do we remain in a world where we play hide and seek on our screens, to be mentally undressed by a TV that's looking at me? So from the first arm emitted to the last sound transmitted, there's an organization of dates that fears our inner critic. So let the sonic elements converge into our microphone dreams. Fire meeting water, air and earth meeting steam. Yes! This is Radio X. Russell Brand. Hope you enjoyed that, because that was us trying our hardest to provide <laughs> you with entertainment. And if you didn't like it, you might be a bit ungrateful, mightn't they? Come on, let's analyse what went on and see what we feel about ourselves. Mental. Yeah, nuts. Why? What it felt about? like it was... It felt, well, there was two calls. Yep. There was right, Adolf so Anthony... He was Adolf, nice. Anthony Adolf. Same thing. He was that was all right. Yep. The other one there was moments in both where it went a bit intellectual and a bit boring. Yeah, there was <laughs> a couple of boring bits. What you I was just making sure they knew I was cleverer than them. That's all that well, was. Well that's all you do. You this is what happens. You get an expert on and then tell them about their field. <laughs> Try to out expert them. Yeah. They can't come yeah. on here. So it's our radio show. Basically, and then in the question you spend about nine minutes giving your view. <laughs> that's right. That's <laughs> my... just an overly verbose layman's view of things. It is not. And then and you they, ask them to agree. Go, is that right? Yeah. Is that right? Did I, did I get a rosette? And then they go. <laughs> Well, it's, yeah, that is kind of you know the, ah! the very one of the fundamental basics that you could easily Google about my field. No and way! Then, oh, oh, thank you. I've got to cut you off now because it's adverts. <laughs> well, thank you for you know saying I'm clever. <laughs> That's what happens. That's why you get them on. You don't learn anything. You don't listen. I don't care about what other people think. I know. <laughs> I've heard their stuff. I've heard it. I've read their books. I've seen their ideas all ripped down. Well, it's like old crap. If you ask me. <laughs> What is it, a book? Do you know what I find hard, right? In radio, there used to be, well, because there wasn't cameras. Dignity. There used to be some bloody dignity. No, there was was no cameras. So I could go to you, this is a bit boring, and I'd do that little, like, cut cut it here. Piss off. You ain't going to do that cutty, cutty, bit boring 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 than you. God, no, you're a fascinating man. Aren't I? No, I mean, like, oh, this is going a bit long, or, like, wind it up. up. There's a little TV. Wind it up? No, you can't. It's on camera. So I'll what? be out. It does a right little snide. <laughs> Come on, out yourself as a snide. Just I'd say know, wind what, it up if no, you're bored. What I'd like to do is work out, develop a, f- a few signals. All right. We never tell anyone. Well, let's tell everyone. If I, so if I, not this, don't watch the thing and look for this. <laughs> if I tap my nose with my pen like that, <laughs> you know that it mean? means I think this is boring. We should wrap it up. 
Right, so hold on. Nose tappy on a pen. No, but this it's is not boring. The thing. Oh, come on, mate. This is too complicated. You can't, I need the, you can't right. give out the key. I get it. I get it. You put a couple of apples up your top, like t- tiny little round boobs, right? Right. That means, Russell, that is a very well considered question. You know a lot about this guy's feels. <laughs> I'll be watching out for that one. Now, if you take a bite out of one of those apples. Oh. That means that's enough now, Russell. You've gone a yeah, bit that's mad. T- that's very loud, and they might right. go, oh, "What was that noise?" What and why have you changed that? gear to trying to wrap it up? Why have you suddenly? Why was there the sound of an <laughs> apple being pushed into a man's bottom, <laughs> and then a sudden and rapid conclusion to the show? <laughs> Would you mind telling me exactly what that? Imagine means. I punched an apple into your bottom every time I thought the show was getting boring. Wow. I would be known as Russell the Orchard Brain. You'd be like a <laughs> barrel of apples by the end. I'd have cider insider. Cider insider. Cider insider. It's a loop of language. It's basically a pun. So uh, let's come on. Let's but do anyway, it would be handy if I could somehow signal to you. Use a little or li- you to me. Yeah, well, hold on a minute. You could, like, we could all I signal. Can't... Like, that's what you used to do in radio studios. Yeah. We could You'd start signal. Signal. Read that thing. There were loads of signals. Just signal. I don't know why you're holding back. You're also, too repressed. Also, when, when there's repressed. people on the line, mm-hmm. you do weird stuff like lick the microphone and go, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, poor old granddad. That's on camera. My <laughs> expert might so... watch you on Facebook, and when they were giving their considered opinion, <laughs> they're thinking that you're sitting there listening. Yeah. Behaving yourself, like someone and you're not tapping you're a pen, rubbing your bum or something. Yeah, I know. I like seeing around. Like that. I know, but they won't. If it were possible, I'd drag myself around like a dog when a dog wipes its bum on the carpet for the entirety of when everyone else is speaking, <laughs> and only come back to the microphone to deliver my views. It's your turn. <laughs> That's the way I see it. My turn now. My turn now, Mister Old Scotty. From one Russell to another, says Russ from Portsmouth. Ugh. Port's mouth. The mouth of the port. There's nothing found. Nothing about wrong that. with that. Mm. Teddington, Tides End Town, where the tidal Thames ends. Yeah, what about when you Teddington. said you were doing a gig in. What Teddington. Sk- what's that place? Scunthorpe's Skegness. Skegness. And, you and were I right. said, that sounds Viking. And yep. then, because I think of Skelly. You said it sounded like Viking. beard or something. No, I looked it up and it does. It Skeg means beard, and Skegness Skegnes. means a headland shaped like a beard or something like that. Oh, wow. So I knew something. You did know something. You did rather well there. Get ready for an apple in the old arse, pal, because that was as boring as hell. <laughs> um, Be a cooking apple. Oh, that was selfish. For me, I'll just take a crab apple if I may. There you go. It's actually quite nice. I'll take another one. Oh, thank you, sir. May I have that another? Had a leaf on it. <laughs> oh, the maggot's eaten its way out. Oh, I used to hate that. A maggot and an apple, like I, in a cartoon book. When I was a kid, there was a lot of picking blackberries by a motorway and... Eating an apple with a maggot in it. Where's you weren't that? picking blackberries wow. by a motorway. What was your childhood? Kez? Did you have a kestrel? I used to go blackberry picking up yeah, so by I. the main road. And, and you sometimes a bit of porn at a mag. Yeah, God, those were the glory days. Why Hold I on, let's think about what was blackberries that? blackberries with uh, sex. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hey, would you mind having a little nibble of me blackberry? <laughs> Excuse me, sir? <laughs> uh, um, go on, what was that other thing as well as blackberries you used to do? Cooking apples, eating a cooking apple. Yeah, sometimes you can donate them to Sarah Cookers. Hey, mate. Do you remember that? I'll tell you what, you better mug yourself right off, because that is a cooking apple. Don't eat that. Don't eat that, mate. It's delicious. I won't go back. Oh, it's so sour. So sour. So bloody sour. Yeah, I know. Don't eat cooking apples, mate. You'll get a tummy ache. You're going to get a tummy ache from that. You never do. Worms coming out of apples used to be the glorious, glorious epitaph, mm, emblem of a summer. But now, where are the worms and apples gone? never the emblem of a summer. What was it? 
Because it was something. 75 degrees outside and worms are coming out of apples <laughs> all over the country. They never. It was never that. Yeah, but it was a little ground, mate. It, it was a thing. It, it was, was also a worm coming out of a book with glasses on seemed to be very important in my childhood. A worm with a glasses worm. on coming out of a book was like Jay-Z is these days, wasn't it? Yeah. It was a cultural archetype. You saw that. And, and I've always said this, quicksand had a never huge... Seen it cultural power when I was a child because it was in comic books like the dandy and the beaner. Uh, yeah. Quicksand. Quicksand. I grew up with apple a massive maggots. fear of quicksand. I might as well have not bothered. You ever seen quicksand? Never. No, never seen it. Never even heard Bear of it grills. nowadays. Mm. It's I gone stood out of fashion. In a, when, you know when the tide goes out I stepped off the path uh, that was un, it's normally under the sea right in this harbour into this like black tarry goo when yeah. I was a child and I started to sink very slightly. I thought I was in quicksand. You've always been a bit of a panicker, haven't you, mate? Panicking yeah. about quicksand. Yeah, but then I'm very blasé about other things. What are you blasé about? I ain't ever seen you be blasé. I was trying to give you a good urban life. A good urban life. Taking around some of the best knocking shops and crack houses in <laughs> London. And I never heard a word of thanks. And all you've done was do worry it. yourself I sick. I just sit there and wait for you to finish. I know. It's disgusting. You could have yeah. joined in. I was always... Uh, the door was always left ajar. And I was always <laughs> glancing over my shoulder like, Hello, pal! Alright, no, that's that the crack house yeah. while that was happening. So you didn't. I think I, I. Drugs I, are bad. Drugs are bad. Bad drugs. Don't worry about prostitutes. <laughs> and that's wrong too. Now here's Richard and Chichester. It's not actually. We're still in the earlier one. Russell says Portsmouth. Russ, what do you do when you're in a toilet cubicle in a public place, e.g., work, and someone else comes and sits in the cubicle next to you? Well, firstly, what I do is I only have I have a special pair of disguise shoes for when I'm in a cubicle, so I can't be identified by my footwear. I wear some Roger Hargreaves brogues, like the Mister Men used to wear. So they whatever they hear in the next booth, they think, "Oh, Mister Rappy's got a dicky belly." <laughs> so never ever wear your own shoes into a cubicle. Do you make small talk with the person? Oh no, no never who does that. Oh, never. That's, that's breaking the code. You never make never small talk, talk when you can smell never another talk. person's feet. Is that you, Alan? <laughs> uh, yes. Never do that. Is that you, Mr. Silly? Yes. What are you doing? Poo or away? Oh, poo, do the poo. I've done some... You can't have a look what I've done here. It's just scribble. It's all just <laughs> bloody scribble. <laughs> I'm not fashion now. Why are you going to scribble? I want no more to do with it. I'm through with you. It's ladybirds around here. <laughs> that was no, a short never poem. Talk, never talk. Never talk. Never you, talk. You two like to go to the toilet together. Yeah, yeah but if we, we do, go actually. to the toilet together, it's like... Not, if Only if... Do you remember that time we, we both went? We went to a restaurant. I don't think we've ever talked about this publicly. Yes. Went to a restaurant yes. and then, and it was oh, we had Indian food. Oh, yeah. And it's uh, very soon after, like forty minutes later, we both. Went, oh my god, I need a poo. Do you yeah. remember that? So we both we were needed at a poo. Person's house, and we? then I was like, well, we were near your house, yeah. but Sharon had taken the key, so we didn't have a key. No so we were both desperate for a poo. Dying for a about poo. About eight o'clock at night we in East London. And we, we were, were walking around. We were clamping our bums shut. Like, 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 clamping. Both going, oh, and I was like, like, like bag, I'm going to have to do it in shut. an alleyway. I'm going to have to just run down an alleyway. He's like, no, come on, let's go. We're British. We ended up going. There were some people at a party, don't you remember? Yeah, and they went, oh, it's Russell Brand and Matt Morgan. They recognised you as well, actually. Yeah, and they were like, come on, we love the radio show. And we went, they would say, Let's come up. up. We went, okay, and we, we need the toilet. We <laughs> went to there, come up. But we went toilet. up there. We went in the toilet. They were having a party, all beautiful young people. There's about yeah, 40 20s. people there, all Gorgeous 20s. And we both came in, looked out, <laughs> and we both went in. I said, like, we both needed it so badly. We both went in together. So they were already thinking, That's drugs, weird. I've got but drugs. they were probably thinking, oh, they're on drugs, even though he's famously clean. Yeah. Very clean. They probably think, oh, that's probably just for the... Then we went in there and there's no toilet paper. And the, also the toilet was very near the party mat. It yeah. Would have been like, it was Which like a normally shoebox. you wouldn't be worried about. I was like, for a I don't defecation, think I can do this. I need but, some privacy. So we, 
then left the party. It's we came straight shame. out of the toilet, went, thank you, we've got to go. And oh, then we went. Man. Still clamping it shut. Still clamping a, a bread bag to where Sharon muck. was to get the key. But she was at a house party, a dinner party. There was a weird vibe there. <laughs> Hackney. Um, and we it was a huge house. house. So we went there, and as soon as they opened the door, we just ran into the house. They, had, into the, they had two toilets. It was yeah. a big house. And then we were... F- texting each other from the toilets I've done mine oh, oh my god and then I sent you a photo of mine didn't yeah. I and then we had to like we were just in this house and we sort of then had to sheepishly go in the garden after literally sprinting past the owner of the house yeah. to go to the toilet come and go yeah sorry about all that we were dying for the toilet we were going for the toilet it's a weird you went wow. in the bedroom one didn't you I was in someone's. I feel yeah. like you got a better toilet than me. I was I lonely. I was in an ensuite, and you were in a more sort of downstairsy one. Yeah, one that, yeah like for a scullery maid. Very powerful, powerful motivator. I'll say. If you're yeah. desperate to look for the toilet. So we carried on the communion and it, I felt like it bonded us. It's one of those, you know, if you, one of those experiences, if you talk about drugs too much and you feel like you're on drugs, if you, yeah, talk, if you talk about, about LSD too much, then your mind starts to go, I remember that, and starts to let it all out again. Yeah. That night felt a bit like that to me. I felt like we went too like mad. We, yeah, because it looked like we were on drugs because we kept going places and running in the toilet. <laughs> the toilet, all desperate. But we weren't. There were no drugs we had I by mean, anyone. I don't even think I'd had a drink. Drug free, drug free. Ah, what do you do? Hold on, hold on. Hoping that your new item says Russian Port. What do you do can help. Was that what it was called? What do you do? No, that doesn't sound right. It was better than that. What was it? What do you do? You're going to have to have someone listen back to the other shows. Yeah, I surely can't have been that good an item if you've paid. forgotten it. Go and listen to it back. You'll you, be you, young it person. It can't be good if you've forgotten it. You're right. Is that right? But what if Einstein had forgotten E equals MC squared? And this is probably might be that, might it? have forgotten it. Wouldn't he? Because it was Because he would have gone blind. I mean, that's think so amazing. Think of the amazing. things that we have forgotten. Think of the pro- I sometimes think this. They don't think they might be a footballer who's as good as Lionel Messi, but he never played football because he weren't that sort of a guy. He is. Yeah. But he was not uh, then as good as Lionel Messi because he wasn't a footballer. Yeah, but he might have had the innate qualities. Or yeah, what about like someone who was as good a boxer as... six. Hmm? You've got to cultivate that from about the age of six. Yeah, but the, the gene, the essential gene, the magic. It's the magic. The, the, the very juice. <laughs> the gubbins. Yeah, but that's like saying anything. Yeah. It's not like saying anything, mate. There's plenty of things it's not like saying. That's like saying uncultivated. There might be uncultivated genius out there. Now, if you're listening... There's, there's probably a street sweeper who's the best oil painter known Let's man. Let's get that oil painting street sweeper. And yeah. I say that... You'd have to do a big trawl. And you'd have to go through How many millions of useless street sweepers. Street sweepers <laughs> I'm prepared to do three. We'll trawl three sweet street sweepers. You sweet little street sweeper. <laughs> you managed street sweeper. What we'll do is we'll trawl three of them. And one of them's bound to be one of the best oil painters in Britain, I'll be bound. He'll be the new Turner, the new well, constable. What if we got any oil painting and he's a brilliant footballer? We're going to have... This is going to take a while. We're going to need three street sweepers and we're going to need... A take a coach. penalty, quick. Right, now go over <laughs> there and draw a, a vase of flowers. <laughs> right, right, a concerto. Here's a trumpet. You failed at all three. No, this is why you're a street sweeper. <laughs> There's your broom now, fuck off. <laughs> no offence, because I actually don't judge no one for nothing. All right. You bloody do. You just, you just repackage it in your own mind. Bollocks. What about when I'm so nice to Alberto? Who's yeah, not, I don't even worse. know what it is. That's positive racism. So what? Positive racism's positive. So that's good, isn't it? Still got racism in the title. Yeah, but it's positive. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, guys. I'm trying my harderest. Dear Russell, Matt and G, I love having you back in my ears and brain again, says Richard in Chichester. I finally applied to be in the MMA. 
and I'm waiting my initiation. They've got Clyde, ceremonies. What, you have to join. Yeah, of course you do. There's an initiation, Matt. They they have to give up some of their blood and some of their self-esteem and dignity. Think they should all just pay a pound and then. <laughs> Look, you're not having ten grand off the MMAs. <laughs> that would help me out a lot. What do you want? Ten grand? Is it a tax bill? Tax bills and VAT bills and oh, children's shoes. It's not right. Let's get out of this country. I'm sick of all these bills. Why don't we just go and live in the woods? Yeah, with that, with our street sweeper and his paintings, we'll be rich. <laughs> you can't. You're not allowed. Yeah, but we could There's leave this no whole country. Free land left. We can get an island, can't we? Why don't we take it by force? We'll raise an army. You'll be bombed. People to love death. old Russ. They love him. Well, They're looking on, for a get religious us, get leader. Us a patch of land somewhere. All right, we're in a cult now. But what about we're that leave bloke? Send you a million pounds in cash, and you oh, never yeah. even gave he any to me. Box of cash. That was mad. That was mad. That we was should have given it out. I oh, should have kept it. Exactly. I loved my big box of cash. You didn't. You couldn't wait to get rid of it, you little snitch. Well, I thought he might have been mad, that bloke, because after all, who sends a big box of cash to someone? Yeah, he was. He had genuine mental health problems, and his wife said, oh, he keeps doing this sort of thing. <laughs> but <laughs> the bottom line is... That's my box what, of he, cash. What, how did, if he's that mad, how'd he get all that money? Exactly. Unless someone just give it him. Unless he was inherited it. We could have... I, like think Donald we should, Trump. I personally think we should have all... Yep. Had a bit. I think we'd all have loved yeah, some of the 20 cash grams box. Exactly. I'm a madman. It's <laughs> perfectly acceptable. <laughs> What's wrong with taking 20 grand out of a big box of madman's cash? Yeah. You I'd just say nothing. replace it with a pineapple or something and then go, here's that box you sent. <laughs> and he'll go, oh, oh, some of that paper's managed <laughs> itself into spiny fruit. That's hedgehog dinner. No, he wouldn't sweet, even know. sweet hedgehog from Del Monte. He wouldn't even know that was not what he sent. That's right. Of course, he don't remember nothing. Anyway, don't be trivial to the mentally ill because we are them and they love this show. And if you listen to this and you're in despair, come on. Send us a message. On. We'll look after you. We love you. I've finally applied, says Richie Chichi, or as he also is known, Richie from Chichester. I've finally applied to be in the MMAs, the Matt Morgan Appreciation Society. It's so important to help old Russ get his message across. It's Matt who tells Russell when he's too rude. That's true. If he's touching himself, true. Or if he's gone a bit too garbled. Well, that's never actually happened in the history of radio, so that would never be necessary. My question is, when the revolution comes, which we are planning right now, because we're planning to get a patch of land and raise an army and come up with a new ideology. When I was on my... This is the thing. You don't try and destroy the current system. What's that quote? Just create another one over there. But Minister Fuller says that. Well, no, we don't need to destroy it. People can have their systems if they want. a little place in the woods. But then, obviously, someone's going to get ill and then we need to go to the hospital. Well, don't worry about him. We'll just ditch him by the woods. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, mate. ill. No, it's not be you. You'll be all right. I'll look after you. I'll bring your tablets. Listen, you'll be all right. Tablets? I'll bring them. Your tablets. You're going to be fine. Now look, this cult's going to work, but not if you have the wrong attitude. Now what? You're right. Buckminster Fuller says you're calling it a cult. Then I mean, a town, lovely, friendly town, friendly town of freedom, friendly town. Look, down in friendly town, everything's fine. When I was wearing my barge holiday, I realised that the way that we live is not the only way it's possible to live. These ideas have all emerged from the imagination, whether it's capitalism, consumerism, or any religious idea you'd care to name. At some point, it came from the imaginary realm. So that's why we're imagining Friendly Town, Freedom Town in a new place where I don't know where it's going to be because it's going to have to be quite far away, isn't it? Do we need New Zealand? We can't have all of it, just a bit of it. How many people are going to live here? And does everyone have equal-sized houses or can I have one that's a bit bigger? <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Then you're into oh, communism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first hurdle. But at least, no, the first hurdle is having sex with everyone else. I'm over that hurdle. 
and it was a delicious hurdle. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying is, is that at least I won't be going, oh, in this cult, don't you think it's good if I have sex with everyone? Because now I'm over that and I'll just be quietly in my palatial sound very attractive to everyone shack. else who isn't you. Well, no, hold on. They can do what they want. You're already patting yourself on the back for not having sex with everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Look, in Freedom Town, Friendly Town, I want a pat on the back for all the work I've done in establishing it. So we get a nice bit of land. Where is it? New Zealand. You're coming, right? We bring yeah. your tablets. All right. It's got to be near New Zealand. Tablets. You need your tablets. No, you're not being a world boy. <laughs> I'm going to bring you a pair of special shoes, all buckled up nice, right up to the knee. Now, you all have your tablets. Oh, we, we'll have nice huts. All right, we'll have equal size huts. There's no point. If you're going to be obsessed by materialism and grandeur, you're never going to be free. All right, so everyone's no, got this equal is what size should huts. happen, right? Come this on. This is then. based on nature. You get there. And people Mate. build their own huts. If they want to build a big one, oh, it I'm takes them longer and they put more work in and then they get the no, reward. You don't, don't just like get, it. everyone's got the same size huts. Can't everyone, who build, who's going to build my hut? Me, it'll be you. a shit No, I'm terrible at huts. Build the hut, man. Let's Mate. Build a hut. It'll, no, look, shouldn't... Buy a hut, just look, use this money. this is where Soviet went wrong. Everyone's not the same, are they? I've got a skill set, just going on and talking and that. And that's going to be very valuable in Friendly Town. Completely but other useless. people are good at huts. And I will participate well, in doing some plumbing. Them. And the way you pay them that's is you That's capitalism go, again! No, it's not. You say, look, They're I'll pay you for the hut. In, t- in hilarious banter for mm. over an hour. That's it. Barter say, banter, barter banter, barter banter, not, yeah. Naomi, I can't believe I thought it was uh, Naomi Klein, it's Charlie Briggs. Because if Naomi Klein, the bloody ecologist, turns up and we're actually planning to build a utopian cult, I'm going to feel very embarrassed and I'll have to backtrack a bit and go, oh, hi, Naomi, we're just talking about um, climate change. Yeah, a couple of my mates are hi, Naomi, on about some about... silly stuff. Uh, <laughs> oh, so they're bloody um, idiots, this yeah. pair. These guys didn't even know how to build a hut. Yeah, <laughs> no, I actually do. They I, came I, down to it, you know. I've just put some, uh, I've just, uh, to put some cladding in my own hut back yeah, home, yeah. actually, just for the Sure it's probably... hot in the day, but it's freezing at night, and they don't even understand that. They don't understand the systems of my new magical island. Okay, so, all right, we are setting up a cult, and if you want to be part of it, the MMAs can be like a part of it. Of his story, Dave? All right. Uh, my question is, when the revolution comes, and we're living in an enlightened and equal society, under the overall of overlord big brand, well done, well done, Richard. What does Matt see as his role? Is Matt Morgan Freeman going to be the deputy of the revolution? Matt, what's your role in this I'd utopian like to... hut society that we're all living in? I'd like to be like in charge of hunting and... Mate, come like on, that. that's really hard. What, and also, are we killing creatures of the Lord? Yes. Oh, I don't know about Surviving. that. Not an old friendly Back freedom to nature, town. Yeah, yeah, be yeah, vegan. Definitely. What do you want to... Oh, Just you'll leaves. just be like the drama teacher or something. <laughs> it's so annoying. I'm the shaman. I'm bringing down new realms. You're not. Mate, I am. Well, you're going to sit in a hut. Next week, do you know what I'm doing? Doling out do you know gobbits of bollocks to people. <laughs> Doling out go, gobbits oh, of bollocks. Oh, daughter's ill or something. You'll go, well, it's just an illusion. I've got a book somewhere. You're useless. How dare you bring down Freedom Town with your attitude? I'm bringing you Even the name's dark. Yeah. Freedom Town. Because when it all goes wrong yeah. and it's like, yeah. you know, Lord of the Flies. There was flies. a massacre at Friendly Freedom Town today. <laughs> now listen, I've got a few more ideas that I'm keen to discuss. Next week, I'm bringing in that book where proper academic professors have written a book about me and how bloody important I am. Yeah, I'd like and to I'm see gonna that. I'm going to shove it down your face. I'd like to have it shoved down my face. I'm going to rub your face. bloody nose in it. Because they're talking about me and how clever I am. Now I pretend to be all daft, but actually I'm mixing it all up and causing all sorts of problems and chaos and all that. And now I'm probably the most important person that there is going. What other books have these people written? They wrote... Uh, <laughs> Alex Lane. Uh, they wrote, Alec Jones, Snowman, Walking in the Air to Freedom. How a choir boy raised the consciousness of a nation. They... They also wrote <laughs> Bob Carroll G's and Spit the Dog. <laughs> the new Engels and Marks? Question mark. <laughs> 
They're, no, they're very good. They're, anyway, look. Bring uh, it in. I would like to see it. Good. And I is will. it a series of essays about from different people? No, or is it's it one a thesis, I think, mate. And I said that a thesis. Th- yeah, that's th- exactly what it is. <laughs> a th- thesis. I hate thesis to pieces. It's a thesis, and it's all about me and how good I am. So when you're living in friendly old Freedom Town, you that'll, that'll be like the Bible. Yeah, that'll be the Bible. Let's yeah. see what I would do in a situation like that. Oh dear, no, 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 not another massacre. There'll be no massacres. Not in friendly old Freedom Town. All right. Well, that seems to me like we've we fulfilled our brief. We will. Twenty-five past one. You've all had a lovely time. <laughs> what more do you want? Hmm. You're happy, Mike. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Why are you such a windbag? You're always belching and you don't even have the manliness to just go burp you go <laughs> it's like a, like a dying gasp like a death rattle i don't think it is sorry for me burping it's not even burping i control it on the way out because i've got great breath control because <laughs> of the alexander technique i control it on the way out didn't i why don't you just I go, no, that, I'm but also, why are you burp? I haven't burped once in this whole day. You've not done any work either. I'm yes, burping my way to the top. Do you know what? My girlfriend says that my sneezes wake up the baby and they're too elaborate and dramatic and I need to calm my sneezes down. But I say they're some of the tip-top sneezes you've ever heard. So they well, that's the, My dad does very loud sneezes. Do you I'm think he's expressing all, his suppressed sexuality? Uh, maybe. They are mm. sort of raw. Control gods! Bum sex! <laughs> <laughs> why did we have the fourth child? <laughs> No, I don't know, but like some people do, you, some put a you know right old twist on their sneezes, and I yeah. imagine you do too. Jenny's sneeze is ridiculous. Was it high pitched? <laughs> yes. Yeah, oh. Snippets. I know, dude, that he coughs and sneezes at the same time. So <laughs> <laughs> Who does that? This dude that I used to work with, man. That's oh. how, yeah, that's out of control. How are your sneezes? Echoes. Can you do one? Hachoo! Oh, that's ridiculous. Hachoo, Lord! Hachoo! Like that, like very Did you project like them to Lawrence the back Olivier. of the theatre. Hachoo! I just go, hachoo. Oh, I got that boring. <laughs> my like wake up a baby. Hachoo! <laughs> What's the point of doing that? Brian Blessed. Hachoo! Hachoo! Rough That's... leggings. Imagine people still just listening to this and shaking their head in the future. Going, what? Well, yeah, I don't know. What does this say about a culture? What's going on? I hope someone does pick over the bones of all this. When someone... We've told you lot. Go and make a glossary and a dictionary, please, and send it in to us. We would like no, that they, very much. You can't send it in. It'll have to be online. It's online. It'll have to be updated because it'll, every page. week there'll be new stuff. What's it called? Brand Utopia? Do you want your name in the title, dear? No. Good. Brand Utopia uh, is a Facebook page and put all of our information on there, please, if you wouldn't mind. We'd like to know all of the references and all of the language so we can live in an illusion of self-centeredness, which is basically what I've been working towards for some years now and it's going quite well. Thank you, everyone. Have you got any additions? Anything you want to say? Anything you want to add to this festival of idiocy? No. 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 Just an apology. Apologise to you. <laughs> we apologise to Ian Wallace. We apologise to those of you that have been offended. To those of you that aren't offended, you've got the real problem because you've forgotten how to be offended properly. <laughs> So that was a podcast. If you like it, then like it. On with star things. Use stars and listen to it so we can raise a bit of money to get this bloody island going. <laughs> Put that down. Radio X. Russell Brand. <laughs>